It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 304 on Sunday the 12th of November 2023. I'm Phil. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. And tonight I'm very happy to be joined by Jacob of Ephraim. How are you doing, Jacob? Good, how are you guys doing? Good, tell us Good. more about how we say things <laughs> fucked up in the UK. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> well, okay, there's... Tuesday instead of Tuesday, like I said, like, like you guys are hungry. That's the day that y'all eat is Tuesday. You got to chew on the day. Yeah, man. you know, instead of saying over there, it's over there, over there, there. over there. Oh my! <laughs> you know, so you got, and of course, we were just talking about simple words like go is G O. Well, then why isn't do spelled that way? It's do. Right, go as in going somewhere should be spelled G O E, or pronounced right. You. So- so and so with with D O being do and O is no, but yet you can spell new and E W and do and E W. Those are spelled the same. So why can't you do the other same with the with the D O and the N O? I don't know. <laughs> I just realized as well. D O W D O E is do a female do. Yeah, yeah. A female do instead of do. You notice, you notice you said do. <laughs> oh, you learned something, Matt. Well done. Thank you. First, the wrong way. You around. notice you said deer instead of deer. Deer, 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 deer. Deer is like if you if you pick like ten people in the UK, one from Liverpool, one from Newcastle, one from the southeast. You'll have several. You know, there's a hundred different ways of pronouncing deer in the just in our country, isn't there? Oh, thousands. Oh yeah. Deer. Well, even even the word what. Like here we say what, W-H-A-T, but some people in England say what, and you know, like W-O-T, and others, you know, like like um, like Jason's gentleman, it's what, and they don't even say that the letter T, is just what. You what, mate? What? Yeah, what? I, I have a silent T generally when I say what. What? 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 Yeah, or instead of saying mate and, say, and actually using mate. T, like in Australia, they'll say, what's up, mate? You know, they'll actually say the T. You guys are, what's up, mate? And you go... You don't accentuate the T. No, we drop a lot of consonants in the UK. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, just, they're all over the place. You're tripping up over them all the time. Yeah. H is gone. H is T's. Yeah. It's yeah. a nightmare. We just focus on... It, almost, so, so kind of, it would almost sound like a, like a baby gibberish. And you, I just said like five sentences right there, you know? Wow, that's <laughs> what you sound like. <laughs> Actually, if you really want to hear some gibberish, I'll tell you right now, go to southern Louisiana... And you'll hear because you've got your regular your regular southern drawl that they talk with down now, you know, and then they also got what they call Creole language, which is kind of like a mix of a French influence. <clears throat> and then if you happen to be talking with uh, an African-American, I'm going to say it that way. That's from down there because they have their own slang that they talk to. You mm. don't understand a lick of what they're saying at all. 
I had that experience at a, at a restaurant one time. Like she was talking and I didn't understand a word. I literally I was like, I tell you what, I want this to drink. I want this to eat. And I want my eggs cooked this way. She turned around. You've got you doob dab dips on set. Like she says, whatever it was that she said to the the cooks, they they just gave a thumbs up and started cooking it. Like they knew exactly what it was. I don't. I couldn't understand a word. Mm. Well, well, Jacob. Um, <clears throat> as, as much as I hate to detract you from your your quest of linguistic knowledge and analysis, oh. this isn't your <laughs> this isn't your main point of uh, interest, is it? Tell us about your YouTube channel. I mean, people well, will remember if they tuned into episode 300, you called in and mm. we talked a little bit about what you were doing there. But for um, the folks who didn't hear that, maybe we should get into it, what you're uh, researching. Right. Well, there's there's a lot of things that I research. Um, my main focus that I deal a lot with actually has to do with solar weather activity. Um I'm actually wanting to go to school at uh, Millersville University and be certified uh, solar weather forecaster. I mean, it could it could open up uh, more doors for me to be able to, you know, I, I mean, technically, if you get enough schooling in, you could go work for NASA. Not that I would want to work for NASA, but that's like or like the Weather Channel, something like that, the mm-hmm. local Weather Channel. So stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I'd like to grow it a little bit because my main quest, I've always been fascinated with the stars and with the planets and, you know, comets and everything and in fact what got me started was actually Halley's comet back in uh i think it was 1985 you mean Halley's uh, when comet. i was a kid. yeah <laughs> Halley's comet yeah Halley. <laughs> so uh that got me that actually kind of got my intriguement going and i've always had little telescopes and production i'll i'll always look up well the most recent thing that really got me going was nemesis our second star and for decades, you know, I'm here, I'm 46 years old and probably until I was about 42. I mean, I've heard about ever, a lot of us have heard, what do you call it? Chinese whispers of planet X and, you know, this other planet Nibiru. And it was a big thing back in the late eighties, early nineties, everybody was talking about this stuff. And I'm like, well, what's this, what are you going on about? You know, what is this, you know? And you know, it, it was kind of like not really there. I was kind of listening, but it wasn't really registering until later I started just, you know, really diving and I kind of left the the strictest Christian religion in the Christian theological belief system, which was Mormonism. I pretty much left that behind and started really digging into answers from other places and trying to put a lot of things uh, together. Uh, When I was 17, I actually went on my own spiritual journey. I left the church and went to other theological belief systems to kind of start putting those things together because um, we know about Babylon and how God come down and seen the star. Oh, what is this? Now we got to divide you guys up and confuse you. Well, that was something that always didn't sit right with me in the Bible. I was like, why, why, if all these people are working together as one people in unity, why are you going to divide them up and confuse their language? So it, that didn't sit right, uh, with me. And, you know, you just start noticing little things and you're like, what? well, we know in war tactics, divide and conquer is the, one of the greatest things that you could do. Well, in the Bible, that's literally right there, like in your face, divide and conquer. So I started going in and then started learning more about the Sumerian cuneiform texts. And then I was able to, on my own, this wasn't a thing where I was influenced. I, on my own, through my own research, was able to link the Sumerians to the Bible, like hardcore, like like it is absolutely linked. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm looking for more signs of our second son, Nemesis. Um, I know that it's out there. Um, and so I, I do a lot of uh, chronomass ejections, flares, you know, things that are going to impact the planet. 
I do if it's if it's going to be something significant, I'll do an update. I have I actually didn't do one a few days ago when we got up to a, a geomagnetic storm level three because it was actually kind of a surprise. A lot of people were surprised by it, so it was like, oh crap! Well, I missed that one. So, but other things I do drops on are other informational researching. I don't know if you guys saw uh, my my recent one. I have a, a playlist called Psycho Clown World uh, where I, me and my uh, co-host figs a lot of times she'll she'll join me a lot and we'll start talking about different subjects and my most recent one is called a new world order right okay but instead but instead of it being a n e w like a new it's a n u as in the anunnaki ruler anu a new world order. So when them sitting there telling us it's a new world order, this new world order, a new world, is it his world order that they're trying to bring here? I don't know. You know, when you mentioned that um, the sort of um, nemesis theory started getting uh, sort of more noticed in the 80s and 90s, was this down to like Zacharias Sitchin or Velikovsky or someone like that? Was there yeah. a catalyst behind Yeah, that? well, I know Zacharias Sitchin, he, he spoke a lot about um, Nibiru yeah. and Nibiru being the planet that the Anunnaki come from. Well, Nibiru is a planet that goes around Nemesis. It's, a, it's, its, own, star, its own star system, just like ours is. So it has planets too. And so when you do enough research on all of these things, sorry, my computer's jumping around a little bit, you, you start putting things together and you're going, hmm, so you can actually kind of see, you know, you, you look at something like this and then you kind of step back and then you look at the other subjects and see how they link and then you step back further and further and further. And you can kind of see how all of this stuff plays out and you go, holy cow, this is, there's a lot of truth going on here. There's some things that we don't know for a fact, like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to get this out of the way, folks. I know there's a lot of people in the chat, not just on YouTube, but in the other things that are uh, being displayed that you guys are podcasting on. We're going to talk about flat earth for a second. Okay. And round earth and crater earth. Okay. There's lots of good arguments for flat earth. I will give that. There are some pretty good arguments for flat earth. There's also really good arguments for globe earth. And there are really good arguments for crater earth. I've looked at all of the theories. You can't be an open-minded true researcher without being open-minded to all of it. So, what if now this is this is Jacob of Ephraim's theory one 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 on this particular subject? We all know about CERN, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. CERN. Yeah. Okay. Where, where they're colliding particles <laughs> and atoms and stuff like that, and basically trying to recreate the Big Bang, and they're you know they're looking at it with all this stuff. Well, we also know that every time that they, you know if you do enough research, you realize every time that they do that, they're destroying the universe we live in. And we merge with a parallel universe right next to it, which would ex- which explains the Mandela effects. Like some certain, they're like, wait a minute, he died. That, that's how all of that got started. It was when CERN started smashing atoms. So, what if your memory? If let, let's let's say Phil, let's say that you're a flat earther. Okay, Ben, let's say that you're a crater earther. Matt, let's say that you're a globe earther. Okay. Yes. Why can't what I if the globe <laughs> No, just 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 hear no, me out. It's okay? not believable. Right. So hang on. Let's 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 just look at this from 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 the now. You three. Let's just say you three. Those are your three different perspectives, and I'm from outside of the box, and I'm going to make you go. Wait a minute. What if each one of you 
are from different paralleled universes and one, the earth is flat. The other one, it's a globe and the other one, it's a crater earth. And we're all parallel merging because of CERN. What if all three at one point in some way, shape or form in a paralleled universe, it was correct. So you're arguing your points here and your points, what is kind of ridiculous because what if all three were correct? They can't all be uh, correct at the same time though, can they? How can't they? If, if, if our universe is parallel, <laughs> parallel shift, if we all parallel shifted, why can't it be? Because do we not have to shift to one of the other, the flat, the crater, or the globe? Right. But yes, you would have to be in one of those. Yeah. But in your mind, because of the universe you came from, that's the way that it was. That's a, Yes. So you would think right. you're so, right. So, so you which one do we actually – and the thing is, is because none of us – actually no because none of us have been up high enough to get away from it and look at the earth and say okay yes it's flat it's a globe or hey it's greater none of us have been there so we kind of have to be open-minded instead of having like, like oh no you're an idiot blah, nah just stop <laughs> you don't buy the old uh, you don't buy the old stick in the ground and measure the shadows kind of experiments to prove the curvature them now that that took place that took place like, uh, like oh shoot man i'm trying to i can't remember the year but that was a long time ago the romans the ancient Romans, they built the, the the megalith yeah and it was like 200 feet tall and measured it at like 200 miles difference and then they measured the length of the shadow at exact 12 noon and found out one's longer than the other ones which which shows shows the curvature of the earth okay that does make sense. However, how do we know that they were the exact same altitude, that there was no difference in hills going up or down? It is kind of difficult, but I can I can understand the logic and what they're doing. But how do we know? Does that make sense? Because I wasn't there when they did the measurement. I wasn't there to see the geographical location and the layout and how everything was set up. Yeah. So we, we can't fully know that. That's can we can we just do a brief overview of the crater Earth? Uh, my, my eyes definitely aren't flat because they're rolling. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know much about Do you know much about crater right. Earth, Jacob? Um, I've I've dived into the crater Earth thing quite a bit, and mm-hmm. that's and that's where some of the theories of like your extraterrestrials because they're beyond the ice the ice wall. It's at the South Pole. And, you know, that's where the extra terrestrial, because it's terrain, it's earth, it's terrain, extra ter, as in terrain. And they're from extra, because they're not in our space, they're in the outer space of our space. So, (laughs) yeah, I I understand the logical thinking of it and how it all goes. And with the whole Admiral Bird going, you know, flying past the ice wall and seeing, yeah, trust me, I know a lot about all. And it's like, you know, that's a pretty valid argument. But how do we know he just didn't go to inner earth? Could be inner earth, could be beyond the ice wall. I don't know. I didn't go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing is believing, I guess, isn't it? Uh, I guess uh, the, the point that you, you're pointing out is that the majority of our knowledge as individuals is it's assumed. We assume someone else has done the job, done the work. And mm-hmm. uh, when they, they come up with a result, we, we tend, generally, we accept it on face value. And there's Correct. no way of sort of. Um, it's difficult to to find truth without doing the investigation yourself and actually doing these experiments yourself and seeing what you find out. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, I do subscribe more to the globe Earth, and I'm going to tell you why. If you you can, you can research this on YouTube on any search engine, um, levitating water with frequency. 
Okay. And you can see guys using uh, speakers on top and bottom and they can actually levitate, you know, a drop of water inside of a sound frequency barrier. And it, and it, what it takes the shape of a perfect round globe. Okay. And, and they can put multiple and they can stack one on top of the other one because it's the same frequency. It's not moving. It's just suspending it. Okay. So you've got all these drops that'll stack up on top of each other and they're all perfectly round little drops of water. Well, what is the earth? We're mostly water. Okay. We know that the universe has a vibrational frequency, sound, pitch, wavelength. Mm, okay. Could that be what suspends us in space? Why and why there's the globe earth? I mean, we know that we can produce it here. So as above, so below. Uh, I don't know. It kind of makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. that- it, it, it kind of makes sense. Are you... Are you using one sort of woo to discredit another kind of no, thing? not at all. I'm just I'm just saying from from this perspective, from what I've seen, and in, in, at the same time, with me always looking at the planets and seeing planets rotation, especially like Jupiter is the bit, the greatest example. You see Jupiter; it's round. All the other planets that we look at through any telescope are round, and when you see that red dot all of a sudden moving, you know obviously that thing is moving around in this direction. No matter how you want to. Sh- shake it out it's going around in one direction well then obviously all the planets are if we're on a planet we're gonna why would we be flat and the other ones be round yeah 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 i've not heard of any like flat marses coming on and talking about how other celestial bodies are flat but to me it doesn't matter what shape the earth is (laughs) yeah and that's the other thing and that's really there's like who really gives a f if it's flat round or crater which on and the crater Earth thing is is we're in a crater on top of a bigger planet. So okay, it's still round. <laughs> yeah, and it's related to the moon as well, isn't there? Is it? Um, it's Godvage Godvage's videos where he talks about yeah, Godvage, yep. What about the moon? Oh, when we look up at the moon, what is it? Have we seen a reflection or something? And we're living in one of the craters and on, inside the moon. <laughs> yeah, I've. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's too much. It, it's a reflection where if you turn it upside, where if you turn it upside down, inside out, left to right, a certain kind of light. Shot, I, I don't. I've watched it, and it's like, okay, I can kind of see some of the shapes. I, some of them I can. I'm like, well, the problem with that is that I've looked at this, the moon multiple times with my own scope, and you can actually see deep craters inside of there. You can see the shadows kind of going in and out of the craters, and I've seen things through a telescope with my phone on it where you know, watching and you can see things coming in and out of the freaking moon, just like Bruce sees all Only he records it. He's got a much bigger telescope, much higher quality equipment. And Bruce sees all he's got a YouTube channel. He records this stuff. I don't know if you guys have heard of Bruce sees all, but he hooks it up to his computer and he plays it all the time on YouTube. And you see, you see things coming right out of the side of the moon or going into the moon or going from behind the moon or, and coming around from behind the moon and going in front of the camera. And like, you see it all the time. Well, spaceships, yeah. Well, I can't say spaceship. I don't know if it's a spaceship. I don't know if it's a spaceman. I don't know what it is, but I know it's some kind of an identified flying object out there around the moon. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Have you ever seen the ISS flying past? Oh, yes. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen it yep, once, I think. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. Um, actually, in the evening sky, um, right before the sun went down, it, it actually lit up. And I've actually got a, uh, an app on my phone. We're still, we're still here. That will allow me to let me track. 
We're just, we're just pushing a button. Oh. Here it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got a I've got an app on my phone that lets me know where planetary alignments are, and it tells you where the Hubble is. It shows you where the ISS is, and so when you when you see it, and you know that it's going to be coming up into your plane of view, you can get binoculars out or a scope, and if you want to have a pan and follow, you can you can do that. But yeah, and you can you can see it. Those it's apps are cool. I use I use mine all the time. It's nice. We we went out. My daughter and I went out last night to chase Aurora because recently, the last couple of weeks, and and you'll know more than us, uh, Jake, about this about the space weather, the old space weather. But um, we've had auroras far south as um, Stonehenge in the last oh, week yeah. or so yeah. in Britain. Mm-hmm. So and apparently, yeah. it, was, it was supposed to be good last night, but it was it was misty where we were, so we gave up. Well, it was well. It technically would have been around six o'clock this morning UTC time. Oh, we so actually like we did eight hours. Yeah, we did get impacted. <laughs> we were expecting an impact. We had a, a direct, an Earth, a perfect Earth directed chronomass ejection come out. It wasn't very major. It wasn't very dense, but it did. Uh, it was a perfect halo. If you're looking at the the Soho equipment, it was a perfect halo coming like so it's like all right that baby it's either cut and when you see that it's either coming directly at you or it's going exactly away from you one or the other and this time it was coming at us but it wasn't really big however with that being said tongue-in-cheek you have to realize our geomagnetic field or shields is or veil however you want to look at it is getting very weak right now because our north and south pole are moving they've been on the move for quite a while but they're accelerating in the pace on how on on their movement, and once we get to a certain point, there is that flip potential. Now, typically, when that has happened in the past, and you can look at whether you want to just use the Bible and let's just talk about Noah because that's the most popular one. We know about the the Bible. We know about the flood of Noah. We know the whole Earth got flooded. Well, how do you flood an entire planet? You flip it. And you have a tsunamis and mud floods that just kind of go across the entire planet in every which direction, not just one way, but on the backwash too. But is that a geo? Because there's two poles, isn't there? There's a, there's the magnetic pole, and then there's the pole yep. that the Earth revolves around. Are we not? Conf- yeah, it sounds yeah, like we're not confusing the two there when we talk about water and mud flying across the planet. It, it'll be both. You see, you've got you've got your at your axis north and south, and then you got your magnetic north and south that do oscillate and move a little bit so that's where it's, you get the term earth wobble because sometimes it kind of makes the, the planet wobble just a little bit but the thing is is once you get to a certain magnetic pull of a certain point depending on just like a, a tire okay you have weights that go on the side of your tire and they balance your tire to keep it running smooth right well once you kind of get to a certain point and you've got all your different land masses are like different weights around the globe eventually it's going to go oh oh, oh that's what causes wobble and that can also be what causes us to flip now when you start looking into the ancient sumerian cuneiform texts and you look at other like the hopi the hopi tribes the zulu tribes um the aboriginal tribes and you start reading a lot of or listening because some some of it you can't really read. It has to. It's you know you you hear about it because you'll hear elders talk about it. Like the Aborigines, they don't write nothing down. It's all through oral tradition. They do everything by oral tradition. So when you start listening to a lot of these things that they're telling you, you go, huh? This has happened a lot of times before. So it when you hear multiple times of the Earth flipping, okay, it's cyclical. 
it happens on a regular basis. It's happened many times. Okay, how often is it going to happen? Well, as far as we know, for translation, we know that Sumerians talk about the flip, the which is where the Bible got it from, the, the earth flipping. They, they didn't know it was an earth flip. They didn't know it was a geomagnetic pole reversal. They had no clue. They just used the terminology that they had to describe what was happening. And to them, the gods did it or got it. Well, it's from our second sun, which their planet goes around there. They came into it and they're the ones. That, so to them, the gods did it. God did it. No, it was our second sun that comes around. That makes sense because when you think of all these ancient civilizations, the planetary objects were, were associated with gods, you know, Jupiter, Jove, or Sun, Ra. You know, yeah. if, if a second sun did come in close, um, th- you know, you would think that they would, that's what they would term it as, a god. God yeah. has come and fucked it, us up. Yeah. What a dick, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, if the poles are <laughs> no. about to flip, we might all be covered in mud, but at least we'll be able to say I told you so to all the flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. According to flat earthers, it's going to take, it's going to take the flat earth and it's going to tip it one way and tip it the other like this. It's going to be like a, a, a top and we're spinning like a top. Christ, you know, like, like you take a top and you spin it like that and that's why we go like this and then that's where the gravity comes from. I'm like, oh, okay. So at the South Pole, you really wouldn't even be able to go there because you'd be smack flat up against that big ice wall that you can't do nothing with, right? <laughs> this sounds kind of like, I remember when I was uh, reading Fingerprints of the Gods by Hancock years and years and years ago and early on in the book, he talks about this guy, Charles Hapgood and his crustal displacement theory. Is this a similar mm. sort of thing mm. that you're talking about is possible? Oh yeah, yeah. Crustal displacement. That's oh yeah. So, if we're really going to get into it, then let, then let's 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 get into it. So, we're talking about our second sun. So, what's going to happen? Well, as we've, I'm sure if you pay attention to the news at all, and of course you know, mainstream media, they're going to pop, plop, plop. They're going to pop up. Oh, this volcano's gone off over here. We're having these earthquakes. If you start paying attention, you'll start noticing earthquakes and tremors and swarms are happening over Iceland. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is- uh, that's so that's all down to climate change, man. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I, I will explain your climate change, and you are correct, sir. There is such a thing as climate change. It's cyclical. It happens every ten to twelve thousand years. It's called an ice age, and then not an ice age. <laughs> anyway, so so anyway, so when Nemesis comes around for its orbit around our main star called Sol, S O L, not S O U L. Like the English want to spell it. <laughs> so, soul being our so is our soul connected to it? I don't know, but either way, and the nemesis is what an arch enemy, right? So, did we name it nemesis? I don't know, but either way, when it comes around, what's what's going to happen? You're going to have a, a, a it's a smaller star. It's like a reddish brown dwarf star, and it comes around from up underneath us. Okay. From up on it, which in my mind, that's why the whole Antarctica Treaty was ever put in place because everybody's going to get along because we need to see what's going on so we can govern our people after this flip. Wow! And so they'll see order, it coming. They'll see it coming first, will they? In, in Antarctica, is that the idea? Yep. Fuck. That's 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 my my thoughts on from all the recent. Now, is there a base in there? Yeah. Are there possible extraterrestrials there? I, very possible. But at the same time, nobody goes down there. If you wanted to stay secluded away from people and not be disclosed, where would you want to go? To the most inhospitable place because you've got ancient 
super massive technology that'll keep you warm, keep you fed, you know, give you all the comforts that you're going to need. So go somewhere where they're not going to want to go. <laughs> Antarctica, Arctica, you know, under the ocean. Go uh, where they're not going to explore. So if it's like um, like a little star, I mean, how big is a little star? It's it's about four times the size of Jupiter. Four times the size of Earth. So that's Jupiter. Jupiter's size. So not that big then. Four times the size no, of Jupiter. No, four, four, four times the size of Jupiter. Right. But it will have the same mass density as our sun. Oh, oh shit. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Gravity's fake and gay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a wee bit. Now, now we'll talk about gravity in a minute. Okay. But it is it, it is a wee bit of a problem. And w- in the past, one of the times when it came in on its one of its passes, it actually smacked our planet. Well, what our planet used to be. See, our planet is actually a recoalesced leftovers from our, its original parent planet, which was a planet called Tiamat. And it's between Mars and Jupiter. It's called the Kuiper Belt. It's a huge asteroid belt that goes around between Mars and Jupiter. Well, I've done enough digging on a lot of NASA um, um, archives, and they actually have a video where they had a computer simulation where they tracked all of these asteroids that are in the belt and monitored how they moved. And they, they did it for 20 years, and then they actually hit the rewind button, and because they had the trajectory and how it all moved calculated, they went backwards. And they went back like it was like a hundred and some odd thousand years ago. It all coalesced to one planet. Wow. So so you're saying it's called Tiamat. Is this where the Babylonian creation myth comes from then? You know, I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell you that when the Anunnaki first arrived, it was Tiamat. Or if it was, I honestly don't know. I I wasn't there. But... I do know that some of these really old ancient relics that we are finding all over the planet, you know, mm-hmm. like like they found a hammer in, what was it, like Idaho or something like that, like way down deep. All the coal that was around it was, you know, because coal is considered carbon and you can date carbon, you know, correctly with carbon testing, right? With carbon data testing. It was over three million years old. And it, and it looks like a hammer that just was like somebody did in like the 1800s. How the hell did it get down there and get sealed up with three million year old coal? Well, because it came from probably a civilization from Tiamat before it got smacked. And then we ended up now. Here's another possibility of crater Earth, flat Earth. Okay, so the Earth at one time, according to the Sumerian uh, cuneiform text, Tiamat originally was four times the size of what Earth is. That was our original planet. And then when we got smacked, we basically went flat and then crater, and then back flat again, and then recoalesce back into a globe. So all three could still be correct Oof, that was looking, from that it? perspective. Yeah, that's right. it's all part of the same myth. Like the Babylonians talk about Tiamat being torn to sunder, and mm. then its its body essentially being the the earth that we walk upon and the sky and the sea. I Our mean, realm was created from the body. If there was a if there was a bigger planet in between us and Mars, or Mars and Jupiter. And you and the and there was a civilization to see that be destroyed. You would probably remember it as a civilization, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like PTSD on a galactic level. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. Is it? Like- oh, for sure. I mean, just like with uh, well, Mars. If you guys you guys know about that huge canyon that's carved out of the side of Mars, happened at the same time. Oh wow! 
So there's actually um, I've done some reading. There's if I don't know if you have have you ever heard of the Ascension Dictionary? No, what's that? It's it's a dictionary. If you were to go to ascensiondictionary.org, <laughs> I think it is, and and you look up, they have all kinds of letters, and you can tap on it, and there's a bunch of different information in there. And one of them, if you go to history of humanity, and you start, re- it actually goes back hundreds of thousands of years, and really starts laying things out and how things went. And now I'm not saying it's factual by any means, but it definitely stimulates the old peanut in the brain clicking around in that tin can. So you're like, wait a minute here. This can actually make sense. And it talks about a lot of these things that, that I'm referring to. Now, that's not where just one source. It just kind of stimulated the old brain. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And then I started finding it in other sources. And I'm like, hey, that kind of reminds me of this over here, what I read. So when you start seeing other areas, like like let's say the topic of Tiamat, and you start seeing evidence in other cultures where they talk about the same kind of an event happening, there's a pretty damn good odd that that actually happened, but they're just telling it from their perspective, their language that they understood. Yeah. Every, every culture applies its own references in describing the same event. So you'll have yeah. common threads through the story. It's, it's, it's whether it's this kind of sort of dispersalism, isn't it? That again, going back to Hancock, he's talked about it. We're going back to the flood, that, you know, you've got the Epic of Gilgamesh, you've got Noah in the Bible, you've got South American flood traditions. And, you know, his sort of theory is that they all go back to one one event and we have this cultural memory or cultural echo. We're a civilization yeah. with amnesia. <laughs> well, in a, in a sense, he's actually not wrong, though. Because we don't really know exactly our, our the true story of our past i'm not i I don't like using the word history because i know it's for his story and fuck his story i'm talking about the real story of humanity you know what is our real story what would be the what would be the epic of humanity you know i mean you got the epic of gilgamesh and well what's our actual epic i want to know what that real story is and the only way to do that is to look into other cultures and other peoples what what they've been taught from traditions and try to step out of each single one and try to put all of it together in one big picture so you can see the the beautiful art that it is so to speak if you will but anyway so back to nemesis we kind of yeah. for a minute so when nemesis comes up from underneath us we know that we have a magnetic north and south pole well so does the sun so does every planet every star every planet every moon they have a north and south magnetic pole well if it's coming up from underneath us what's going to happen it's going to grab our pole and it's going to start pulling just like this, and we're going to go, whoop, once we get to a certain point, we're just going to flip right over. Now, our previous north and south poles, magnetic north and south pole, which the axle north and south pole would have to be in general proximity of your magnetic north and south pole, if that makes sense. I mean, our magnetic north and south pole can't be on our sides if we're spinning on our axis this way. It's not going to work out. Okay. You know, it's going to be both on the one on the one way. Now, your axis can be sideways while your magnets are this way. But if your magnetic is sideways, your axis. If your magnetic is sideways, the ax, it's gonna it's gonna join it. And um, Uranus, the rings around Uranus, is a perfect example of that. Like, how did that happen? The magnet north and magnetic north and south pole are this way, but its axis are this way, and it spins like this. Oh wow! Well, how in the world would that happen? Oh, another planetary object coming in and grabbing it and flipping it over, and it never got corrected because the last time it came through, it was on the other side of the solar system while. Nemesis was passing over here and it didn't grab it. So anyway, 
as it comes up from under us, it's going to grab us and, and flip us, obviously. So it shows that it does come through. And then the Sumerian cuneiform text said they had, they lived, uh, they would reign the king, the king's list, the ancient Sumerian king's list. They, they had what was called a shar. And that was like a time of rule for one king, one Anunnaki king it was like 12, it was like 12,600 years, roughly something like that. Well, that's funny. 12,600 years ago was the Lachamp event. Huh. And then 12,000, about 12,600 years before that was another one. And then another one. So about every 12,000 years, you know, r- roughly now it's not exact. I'm, I'm giving rough yeah. because things can change and alter in very, in a little bit here and there. So just roughly, we'll just say 12,500, we'll just call it 2,500, 12, 12, There's, there are events that happen. Well, okay, it's cyclical. Well, what explains it? Well, the Sumerians are talking about a shar, which is a reign of rule for one king. So basically, I'm King Jacob, and I'm going to run this planet for, for this shar. Oh, look, here comes my planet. I'm going home. Next king's in line. Whew, get me off this rock. I'm going home. He goes home. Another king comes in and takes his place to rule the planet, and then he's there for twelve for one shar or whatever. And then he goes, no, I don't, I, I'm don't. i going to stay here. I kind of I kind of like reeling these sons of bitches. So then, you know, he waits for another shar or however long. D- does, that make, does that make sense? The cyclical shars of the planet coming around. So it's like it makes sense. And – the other thing is when you start looking at all of these other ancient civilizations and their teachings of after a great deluge or cataclysm or whatever this event was, there's beings that come and assist them to help guide them back from the fallen state that they were, where they, you know, they were, they were living good. And then all of a sudden all this, this great devastation happens. And then these beings show up to help them out. Right, Quetzalcoatl be one example, won't it? Oanis. Yeah, well, yeah, Quetzalcoatl, Kokukan, uh, Thoth, you know, all of that, you know, same ordeal. And so, actually Quetzalcoatl and Thoth and um, Kokukan are actually believed to be the same person, Thoth. Right. Now, is the but, idea that this um, nemesis star orbits our star... Or is it on some yep. completely wacky... Right, so it goes around our sun, but it goes sort of at 90 degrees to the plane of the ecliptic, would it be called? Yeah, so so if this is the sun, and we know that we go around like this, right? We know we go around the, the, our sun like this, it comes up like this. Comes up from It comes up from underneath. Now, and the thing is, is we know that they tell us things in movies, Sometimes they put it on our money, just like the dollar bill. You know, you got the Illuminati triangle on the back of the United States $1 bill. Well, on the the Netherlands, uh, Frank, the dude, D-E-U-X, $10 bill, they actually on the back, and, and I don't know if it's on the new one now, but on the back of one of the bills, it actually showed the sun, all of our planets, and Nemesis coming right up from underneath it. It, it was literally printed right on the back of their bill, and it's like, why are they doing that? Why would they even bother doing that? Because they're putting it in your face. Uh, who are they? The Illuminati. Those, those. well, those elites, those that want to consider themselves puppet masters, they're, they're, they have to tell you. Because these super elites, and I'm sure you guys already know this, they have to tell you what they're going to do in some way, shape, or form. Before they do it, so they don't have the karma to come back on because they are big believers in karma. Whether you do or not, they do. And that's what's important to know to kind of 
get ahead of it. I mean, if are you guys Star Trek fans at all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the movie the movie start the one of the ones with Star Trek with um with Khan. Khan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Khan. Yeah. So in the very beginning, what planet are they on with the indigenous people? Um shit. <laughs> Come on, Star the one Trek with the volcano that, that Spock went in to go save the people. What's the name of that planet? What co- okay? What color was the planet? <laughs> not even the color, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, I you like guys are not perfect. Okay, <laughs> it's, it was red. I was going to guess it was red. red. It was a red planet. So I would have been out. No, it, it was a giant red planet. It, it literally the scene opens up and you see there's these red trees and red um, octagons. You know, kind of like you know, the top of Saturn is the shape of an octagon, like a square if you, or a cube. If you flip it, it's and it, those little shapes all over the place on the ground. And then all of a sudden, right underneath it, it says Nibiru. Nibiru. They know. Yeah, but so and now Star Trek, the 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 Federation went there to stop a volcano from exploding and wiping out the entire species, right? And because the people they were indigenous. Now let's mirror that. Wouldn't we be the indigenous people every time the bureau passes through? Yeah, because I mean they're they're space wearing civilization. We're not, not like that. So they 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 put things in our face all the time. In fact, there's actually a, a video games called Nemesis. I mean, there's a ride at Alton Towers. There is. Can I ask then? So you know, we spoke about the, the terrifying impact they would have on planets, but what about the oh, sun? We didn't even talk about all of them. We just talked a quick little. Burp. I mean, we're talking about earthquakes, volcanoes, making the sun because you're, you're talking about two magnetic bodies that are pulling. So the sun is going to mm. be erupting more. We're talking about like a micronova. In fact, I think in my 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 thoughts, when it comes around for its pass, these two magnetically strong, dense bodies, the only way it's going to push it out into another twelve thousand six hundred year orbit is when our main star micronovas poof and pushes it back out again shit do you reckon it might cause the moon to fall into the earth at any point <laughs> no but it'll probably push it off track like oh. out so uh, that's a better scenario i think from what i've seen eh? wow so it must be like a, a very sort of a clip ellipse shaped orbit that it's doing then because I I, when you were describing it as, as going over and above us like that, I had, I had like a circle in yep. mind, no, but it no, must be like an ellipse. Must not it? a circle. There's no circles yep. in astronomy. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. If you were, I was watching Patrick, uh, Dave Matheson was doing a show with uh, Simon Shack and Patrick Hornquist on the... Uh, <laughs> really cool guys. Cool guys. <laughs> it's really cool guys. And they're going to show you the, uh, the Taikosh model. And... Uh, it's that's all circles, but that's a, a different show for another day. Mm-hmm. So it does yeah. come. So it's so it's like a, would it be like um like a twenty four thousand year um revolution then the sun's the second sun is doing and then every twelve thousand years it intersects with our ecliptic and fucks things up. Um, no, I think it's a twelve thousand around now between twelve and thirteen. We'll just call it twelve five around twelve thousand five twelve thousand six hundred years. No matter how it comes in, it's going to fuck with the planet. It's going to fuck with all the planets. I mean, no matter how you want to look at it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a little mayhem. So every time it comes around, now, depending on where we are, so like if my nose is the sun and we're over here and it wants to come up this way and go in front and then go behind, it's going to do the least amount of damage. 
But, you know, if we're on one side or the other, we're in trouble, you know? Where is it now? I mean, I, I can't find it on my app. I don't know. I'm, I've not been down to the South Pole, and I don't have any infrared gear, so I couldn't give you that answer. However, I have been paying attention to science news, uh, and there's several different um, organizations. But I've three years ago, I noticed an article where scientists were completely astonished that the South Pole of Pluto – was 150 times hotter than it's ever they've ever seen it get before ever. Like it was hot, like glowing hot. And they're like, "What in the heck? What is that?" It's all that and then also fuels are burning over there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, no, it's <laughs> the cows farting. You know, ca- ca- causing that gas. You know. <laughs> so it happened on Pluto, and then it happened at Neptune. Oh, and they noticed it at Neptune. And they're like, "Wait a minute here," and it's like, "Okay, so." And that was like about. 18 months later, it happened at Neptune. Oh, this is like the day after tomorrow where the boys start flashing, <laughs> heating up, and then another one goes, and then, and then they go, oh, the, the ocean's rising right. in temperature. And then about, I want to say about six months ago, actually, I think I did a video on this. In fact, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I actually kind of put out in, some, in a lot of my videos. Um, I, have a pl- I have a playlist with several different things you can go watch. But And then I noticed that there was an article that came out where they actually observed one. I can't remember the name of the, the moon for, right now off the top of my head, but one of the moons of Jupiter and it's an ice moon. The whole thing is just a, it's, it's a, it's a round ball and it's all ice and it had spewed hundreds of thousands of tons of gallons. Like I couldn't even give you the measurement of water straight out of it. Well, mm-hmm. if it's an ice moon, how did it turn to water? It yeah. had to get warm. They say I and then for it to spew out. Something had to heat it up in order for water to spew off of an ice moon. And now I saw this just a few days ago, and I'm like, <sighs> "Now are we on share screen? Can, can we do yeah, a share screen? Go for it. We'll we'll sort it out on our end, hopefully." It's right. weird because space is famously cold. All right, let me do this well, here really they, I quick. Think, uh, in the mainstream, they explain that by the size of Jupiter and stretching and contracting the moon, basically by its gravity. Oh, oh so all right, I'm on friction okay. pressure. I don't know if I have it. Yeah. No, I don't have it on this. Enceladus. Okay. Enceladus, was that it? Enceladus so. is meant to have water on it, yeah. Yeah, that's the moon. That's an ice moon. And uh, it sprays out plumes of ice. ice. Well, I don't know exactly what you guys can see right now, but I see this. Just, oh, here we go. Can you, can you guys see my screen? You can say zoom. It just says zoom. You can see. Really? It shows that I'm doing. Let me do. Let me stop share screen real quick and let me do another. Try it again. We're gonna have to get oh. rid of Zoom. It really is shit. Mm. Try something else. Well, if I hit the right one, it would probably help. Yeah, Can you guys teams. see that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, we got a picture of Saturn now. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. What does that say? Saturn's Saturn rings. Regal rings will disappear in just 18 months. Wow. Well, let me set an alarm. <laughs> so. Well, no, if you think about it, what's going to call, what would cause, now, Saturn's rings, they have, they've said many times, it's made up mostly of ice. Now, there's, obviously, there's <laughs> asteroids and rocks and debris, but there's a crap ton of ice in there. And that's what makes it reflect for us to be able to see the rings in the first place is the ice. Why would the rings disappear? Well, probably because the ice is going to melt. And we're not going to be able to see it. Well, what would cause it to melt? Uh, yes. Do you smell what I'm stepping in? 
That's, yeah, you would imagine some sort of heating. Yeah, some some form of a. Now, I don't think anybody's out there with like a little butane or a big lighter trying to heat the things up. So, something's got to do it. Drop. Maybe changes in pressure would change the um, state of certain matter. Is there pressure in space? I thought it was zero vacuum. I thought it was vacuum. There shouldn't be any pressure. I'd be feeling a lot of pressure if I was floating around space. Let me tell you that. But I, I don't know. No, it's a vacuum, right? Yeah, it's a vacuum. So what pressure is well, there? You can't heat a vacuum up because there's nothing to uh, nothing to vibrate. So it's what? a bit, bit of a bit of a weird one. But we'll we'll. I can't understand any suspend of this. Suspend disbelief. <laughs> Sorry, I tuned out there. I was sort oh, of taking the cam out. There we go. All right, I was like, "What's going on with the screen here?" So, so how does how does a star? change um you know make things out gas like that or convert ice into water or something and what what's the process well, it's, it's a star from radio radiation heat right so it's heat so in the same way that we get hit by heat from our sun if another sun's coming up from below it's going to heat up much yep. much in the same way well any kind any kind of radiant heat i mean you're not going to put your hand right on a light bulb after you right after you turn it off because it's hot. I mean, you put same thing with snow. You put snow up in your hand, it's going to melt, turn into water. Same same kind of thing. So any kind of a radiant heat source is going to cause ice to melt. So you were talking about like you started talking about the further out planets first. You went to Pluto and then Neptune and then you saw and that last picture was Saturn. So you're working your way like inwards from the outer solar system inwards towards us. So what? what how does that? Yeah. How's that? How do you describe that with Nemesis? What does that tell us about where Nemesis is? I like I said, I don't know exactly where, but by seeing those effects on those planets, that tells me it's in our solar system. It's here. So I'm just wondering why. Is, though, I'm wondering as you get, sorry as you get closer to a magnet, because so like our sun being one magnetic source. If you've ever pushed two magnets together with two northern polarities, you go to push one and it kind of pushes it, right? You know, if you take two magnetic bars, both of them north to north, to north you push it, it'll like that. Well, as it gets closer, it's going to kind of, uh, uh, it'll start slowing down a little bit before it gets ready for its pad. And then it's going to, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep going this way. So it's 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 a dance that I, I don't know exactly. And honestly, scientists don't know exactly how that's going to work either, but it does slow down on its approach, especially... With our pole, we know, or with our sun, we know that it has magnetic output changes. That's why they, they call them solar cycles. So you can have a northern polarity at the North Pole and a southern polarity, and then it does a solar cycle of a flip, really. So then the North Pole will actually put out a southern magnetic polarity, and then the northern one will come out of the south. It actually does it regularly. It does it every 11 years. They call it a solar – that's how the solar cycles work. Well, we don't, I don't know what the solar cycle is of Nemesis. I have no clue. So if you've got the northern or the southern polarity on our star and the northern one on Nemesis, it's actually going to speed up. Do you see what I mean? And then, you know, of course, then, of course, you're going to have, you know, then the sun's going to be like, oh, no, you got to go micronova and send us. In fact, a lot of the stuff that we find on our planet, you can almost see evidence of it when you look at our Earth. If you look at Google Maps and you look at our planet, you can see scarring like burnt earth, scorched earth all over the place. So imagine the sun having a micronova in gold. Now that's that's another thing I can talk about. Gold hitting the 
planet. We, we associate gold, at least the ancients did, gold with the sun, right? It was, oh, this is a gift from the sun, you know, this, you know, it's from the gods, it's from the sun, it's gold, it's like the color of our star. What if that's actually not far from the truth? What if it actually is from the sun? And when the sun micronova and bursts out, it actually throws gold out. Because if you've ever looked at a, um, what do you call it, like a screen for like a gas stove, you got that little filament filter. And you, sometimes they're made out of brass and there's like teeny tiny little balls that are kind of fused together. Well, what if that's how our sun works? And that's how the gas kind of escapes through is just those little holes. And yet when it has a big micronova like that, it blows chunks of it out <laughs> and hits the earth. I mean, a lot of gold that's found is actually most of the gold, especially in California and New Mexico and even Alaska, most of the gold the gold that is found is less than 30 feet deep. That's a surface smack. Wow. Then hmm. if you start actually looking at, if you actually go on Google Earth and you look, you'll start seeing little patterns where it looks like it could have came in and we got we got smacked with it because you just think of like a gold mine you having to go down hundreds and hundreds of feet to dig out this stuff that was created billions and millions of years ago but most of it's only 30 feet down a, a lot of the well the, the stuff that they find like i said in california alaska and new mexico is within 30 feet and that's all on the same I'm, not saying, I'm not saying globally i'm just saying those areas because those i've actually looked into and i was like oh wow that's very interesting yeah, so other gold deposits could have been, you know, put in with the same mechanism, but in different time frames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That makes sense. Where else would it come from? Why do we, why do we have to harvest it? Are, are you a, an Anunnaki? You know, we're here to, we're enslaved to mine the gold for the Anunnaki who live on Nibiru, and when they come back and give us a smack, they, they want to harvest. It makes a lot of sense. Why, why are human beings obsessed with gold? It's pretty useful. Yeah. Is it metal, you know? Doesn't tarnish? Right, yeah. But how, how did, how would, yes, but how did we get that information and know that gold was even useful in the first place? I mean, let's say before it's useful for electronics for us to do this conversation and yeah. this video. All the way back in the ages before technology, why would they put a value on gold? What, I mean, honestly, what value was gold to them back then? It wasn't. It, we, oh, you needed food. Yeah. It is strange. So what, yeah, so why do you need a value on gold? I've got wheat. You've got green beans. Let's switch out. Oh, you've got tomatoes. Here, let's switch out. Barter and trade. So what do you need gold and silver for? You can't eat it. You're not going to put it in a little coin slot at Walmart to ride the little, you know, to ride the little horsey thing out front, you know, because there wasn't any. You didn't need that crap. So why, where would we all of a sudden get this obsession with gold from? It had to be implanted into our DNA. Do you not know? I don't have no idea. I mean, the only thing I can think of is... is Rarity, I guess. Well, there's that. And also, um, it's this idea, I suppose, with human nature around passing something on. And if you had something made and you could pass it on to maybe your children or something like that. mm, I would say this is a very modern uh, worldview. It's like you go to these tribes in the Amazon uh, in Africa. They've no concept of property of owning None. anything it's like a thing is an object it's a tool it's not mine it's just a thing to use yeah. this is a yeah. modern a modern well i say modern you know we're in the you, last sort of five thousand years you could literally hand them a 
two pound gold bar or a 20 pound gold bar, Paper hand, them a clay, hand them a clay pot and they're going to take the clay pot because they can use that to scoop water and get something to drink. They don't get what am I going to do with this for? You know, yeah, hold, useless. hold something down. Like, <laughs> All gonna, this paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I would say some people would say, well, maybe the bar, the problem is, is the barter system. Once you get to a civilization or a tribe or a clan of a certain size, that bartering becomes inefficient and therefore you need a means of value storage, a way to store value, a common token, a means of trade, and that's why. And tax as well. Because, you know, if you're a king, you can't tax a chicken. You can't cut its leg off and say, that's my bit for the government, can you? You need to have some sort of means of exchange that where you can get your peace. Well, what do you mean? In the Bible, he says, "Give me, a, give me a, this the the best flock of your flock of your chickens and your goats and your sheep and your cows. You give me all the first flocks, you know, the good ones, and that's my tax. You know, come, feed yeah, me." But how many chickens do I need to eat, Jacob? It's like I don't want chickens. How much do you like chicken? I want, I want a tricked out uh, chicken. Cha- chariot. I want a tricked out chariot. I want a massive walled city. I want lots of weapons. I don't want chickens. I want power. And you need money right. for that. What if you sharpen the beaks on the chickens? Wow. Uh, now you're thinking outside the box. Sharpen the beaks on the chickens. <laughs> yeah. Use them as arrows. <laughs> Use them as weapons. Oh, Absolutely. gosh. Against your enemies. Yeah. Um, I just want to go before, because we're coming up, we've done nearly an hour already, Jacob. Mm. And I didn't oh. want to um, like leave you hanging. I didn't want to feel like uh, we'd ended this without you saying or getting over anything you needed to about your research and whatnot. Because we've done, like, we talked a bit about Pole Shift and a bit about Nemesis. We didn't mm-hmm. really talk much about CMEs. I mean, what actually... Did, objections? Yeah, I mean... You talked about the planet having scarring. Like, we were literally getting plasma beams shot at us from the sun. Yep. But, I Would mean, you like to some examples? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. something that could absolutely do it. Now... You guys, do you do you guys follow uh, Ben on from Suspicious Observers? No, no, no. We, no, we There's only room for one Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you mean. We know who you mean. I, I do subscribe to the channel, but it's just too much. I'm not watching it every day. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do another share screen, and I'm gonna do a little uh, sharing with you guys of a couple things of scenarios of things that could very well be. So, okay. let's go here. Now, what is this crit here? Get out of here. Uh-oh, I've got something going on here that's not closing. Get out of here. There we go. All right. Let's go. Oh, bloody hell. That's <laughs> it. We've got it. We've got it. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not my screen is not wanting to maximize. I literally got to drag it over. This is... It's getting annoying. Okay. So one of the things that we can have, you guys can see my screen, yes? Yes. Yeah. Can you see the whole screen? Um, okay, there we go. Okay. So if you guys look right over in here, I'm going to show you guys just the area to zoom in on. You see this this part right here? This is very high, dense amount of plasma. You notice how it's kind of shaped like, a, like an arrowhead mm-hmm. right here? Okay, so... I'm going to show it as it comes out. <coughs> Is that a prominence, Jacob? Yeah, it's a prominence. Well, actually, it's not a prominence because it lifted off of the pl- off of the sun's surface. Thank mm. you very much. 
Okay. So, <laughs> so now you can see it is a very sharp, clear wedge. Okay. It, it goes down one side to a point and it's denser in the middle and then down this way. So this would actually go through our, this will go through our geomagnetic field like an arrow through a deer. Right. That is very dense. So if that thing was to come at the planet directly at us, now we've not had one before. Wow. Just like, yeah, so I'm kind of going slow with it so you can really kind of see it as it moves. If something like that were to hit our planet, that would be a bad day. That'd be like popping a, a balloon. So you know, and, you know, straight yeah, through that, our it, it would like slice, a sharp and it would slice right through us. That would be a problem. We've never had one. Now, one of the other things is something, this is a prominence that we actually just recently had was this one that released. Now, this one is also pretty dense as well. You can see this prominence here right before it lifts off. Now, the one thing that does scare me, though, now we have these all of the time, which, and we do, when these expand, these regular loops, they expand out and they get dissipated, diluted by solar winds from the sun, you know, just from, from the expansion. It goes in multiple directions, and usually we're okay by the time it gets to the planet, right? However, there are occasions where I'm going to do this and I'm using his using Ben's as a channel as a example. Do you guys see that coronal mass ejection? That one on the, the right hand side, that big thing. Yeah. This right here. Yeah. Okay. When this comes out, it actually comes out in a spiraling vortex, like a tornado, like a corkscrew. Yeah. Or, or like a tornado of just highly charged, very dense plasma. Now, if something like this were to come right at us, it is game over. Oblivion. Like, our fields are down, all power is out, the whole planet, we're, we're, we're screwed. Wow. Very short, very, and I mean instantaneously. If you're a plane and you're in the air, guess what? You ain't going to be. What about all that gold? I'm not going to be able to collect. <laughs> now, now, the thing is that I actually couldn't tell you if there's gold associated with it or not. It depends on the intensity. I think that I, I personally think that it's more possible that the gold would come from a micronova because that is a very deep internal pop, which would kind of blow the filament on the outside, which could be used as a as a filter for the or a res, uh, restrictor for the gas to come out. So that way, you know, so that way it kind of keeps the ga- the light bulb burning or the gas burning for a regulator. You know, it's like a little gas regulator on a on a stove. You know, if you look at a gas regulator, it's like a little brass, like looks like looks like little brass balls all kind of welded together in a shape. Well, if it does that to regulate the fuel to come out to burn at a certain rate, well, that couldn't the sun be made out of that? I mean, if we are associating gold with that and we know how gas works through a stove, it's very possible. That's kind of how I envision it, considering when you see gold on the surface, that's like somebody throwing gold at you. So well, how, how long does it take for that to get here? Uh, it depends. It depends on the what's behind it. If it's like mm-hmm. a M flare, it could take about four days. If it's from like an X five or higher, it could take <laughs> as little as twenty four hours or less. Okay, and um, I'm sure they'll tell us when they spot it coming. No, and <laughs> so no. the famous one, you know, oh, like even I've heard of is the Carrington event. So how? Oh. How? That brings us. You said that, and that brought us right to right. This next page that I'm showing you here is actually a Carrington level event that right. happened July 23rd, 2012. 
It just went the wrong way. It just went the wrong way. See, this is us over here. All right, let me bring this up to max. This is Earth over here. Yeah. And this is an event going out that way. Fucking wow. hell, that's like a quarter of the solar system it's Someone's in. Someone's called that in very red. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it was very dense, very hot, and moved very quickly. It actually went out past Mars. This is the, the orbit of Mars right here. You see the line here? Mm. It went past Mars in less than 12 hours. <laughs> and just it's just sort of luck that it happened mm. at, at a time of year where we were on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll actually, I'll actually, I'll actually hit play. This is actually on a video, so we can actually watch. Yes. Here we have we'll a blast. But watch, watch this thing when it comes out. It's like, whoa, that's not even it. <laughs> and yeah, that, and that, hang on, that was that was twenty twelve. Yeah, that was twenty twelve. It just this was a Carrington level event. It just went the other mm-hmm. direction. We're over here, and it went off that way. What date was it? <laughs> July 23rd. July 23rd. July 23rd, 2012. Hang on, let me check the codex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How often do these events occur at that sort of scale, counting level events? Um, it depends on the solar. It I really depends on... We really control. don't know, because how long have we been measuring this shit? Mm. Um, we've actually... Well, okay. They want to use previous data that they've collected from the earth to kind of what they think to simulate cycles from the past. But we didn't have the technology to actually start observing the sun to start measuring these things until we could actually put satellites out in space. So it's been at least since the fifties. So they, they take, they're taking data and they're trying to scale it backwards and it's like, okay, just stop and and say, (laughs) they really don't know. If if a Carrington size event hit us, say in Roman times, would would we even know? Their internet mm. would go off. No, that's my point. We wouldn't even know. So they they could happen every two hundred years, for all mm-hmm. we for all we know. Yeah, it could happen every two to three hundred years, and we we wouldn't know. The, well, the last the current the thing is is the Carrington event. The only time that anybody actually knew about the Carrington event is is those that were near. Elect- the new electrical grid that was just coming online with the telegraph wires. They were just starting to get off the ground with a little bit of electricity and telegraph wires, you know, dee, 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 and stuff like that. And they were like bursting into flames. Mm. And like the people that were doing like connections and stuff were getting shocked and they were like, what's going on? They didn't know what was going on. That's why all your telephone poles and all your power lines, they're all grounded now because they know that it'll prevent that for the next time. That's also why all of our houses way back in the day were painted with lead paint. So that way, if we had a CME impact, lead is going to protect you from all of that that radiation. But now we don't. Hmm. Kind of rude. But you do. I, yeah, my house. Thankfully, he's <laughs> uh, still covered in lead paint. Yes. Keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it. All this this whole thing with the all oh, the the the. Doctors and all these people, they want the medical community. They say, "Oh, well, lead paint is what's causing the autism in kids, and they're eating these lead paint chips and whatever." I'm not saying that it doesn't, but it's kind of funny that the time that they were saying that is right about the time that they were given, you know, freaking vaccinations and crap, all that. So, whatever. <laughs> well, on there's that. no swearing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jacob, we've we've blown over an hour already. Is mm. um, 
Is there anything you want to leave us with or um, anything you need to tell people about before we wrap this up? Well, just keep your eyes open. No fear. And remember that love is really the only way forward. Is that love going to protect me from the CMEs? Lead paint. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it, sorry. it depends yeah, on if it's reciprocated. right well this has been good it's been good fun this Mm. jacob we should do this again later uh some other time oh yeah 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 literally if you guys want to have me on a guest uh on a regular maybe once a month or whatever literally shoot me a text and say we'd kind of like to talk about this or if you watch some of my videos and you see some other things you want to talk about let me know Good luck with the university, Jacob. And when you're on the Weather Channel, just remember not to mention anything you've said tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll talk about it openly. I don't give a crap. (laughs) Right. Cool. I'm a free man, not a Freemason. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cheers, man. Jacob, nice one. Take care. Uh, You lot, we'll see you in... uh, Night. 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 We'll see you in part two very shortly. We're gonna open yes, the, you will. We're going to open the phone lines yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Hey, I might be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you later. Cheers, see you next time. Good luck. Like a human being. Right then, we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the giant fucking lenses. Welcome to the first inaugural Amish hotline. Amish hotline, yeah, like Drake. Why is Ross Kemp funny enough? That's not Ross Kemp, that's a Somerset Gimp. Oh, I didn't recognise him without his his (laughs) Gimp gear on. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, we're going to experiment and invite Mm. you to call us. Bonus. Should we do that? Should we open the phone lines? See if the proles God, are, are, are they lit to up like a Christmas tree, like a proverbial. No, I haven't opened them yet. Shall oh, I okay. open the phone lines? Open, yeah, open them the now. Phone lines. <laughs> Drop a changer. Can we open the phone lines, please? Hello, you're through to the Homeless Institution. How can I handle your call? <laughs> Phone lines open. There wow. you go, it's done. How do I do this on Skype? How it's do I... Uh, original. Is it this one? Active. Yeah, that'll yeah, work. It's so, to go away. <laughs> I just need to change the banner now. It's all very complicated. I will make this slicker if this proves successful. But there you are, there's phone number. 07, ah. 07562245894. It's like the, an 80s telethon. On the old mobile, or you can Skype us. Live colon, the Armour's Inquisition. <laughs> Live colon. <laughs> Stand back. That's on the fourth screen. <laughs> so we'll see. We just tested the phone and it worked. Mm. Didn't it? It worked, yeah. So, yeah, I rang, I rang in. So we're just Holy gonna... shit, what's this? Call incoming already. Oh. You didn't forget my invitation, did you, Commander? <laughs> I was hoping you were free this evening. Not bad, huh, Commander? I clean up pretty good. How about celebrating over a drink tonight? I know this great little pub in Soho. Commander? I don't know how that obviously came out. It's obviously in my private collection. I don't know where that came from. My, that is a, that is one hell of a callback. That is. <laughs> what, what about the Soviets? What about the Soviets? <laughs>
Wow. You can see R2D2 bin is overflowing with toilet tissue. Yeah. Yeah, Commander, that was Red Alert 3, I think that video game was called. Do you think they could have got a cheaper dress for Gemma? No. Poor Gemma. What was the budget on that video? Three pence. 50 quid. Yeah, and it all went into the set. The odd extra who hands her a folder. People walking in the background. Thinks it's a dossier. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a dodgy dossier. Anyway, we just had a chat with Jacob of Ephraim. Ephraim. About yeah. uh, CMEs and stuff. That's that was good. Shit. I, I enjoyed that. That was uh, an intense... You said, you said you liked Jacob. He was, it was high energy. He was high. He was a high energy guest, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is good. It was good. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things popping off in all directions. Mainly CMEs. Mainly CMEs. Mainly CMEs. And life colons, we've learnt. There's plenty of them. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. He has to come back and do it. I think we need an, a full hour on CMEs. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> I think so. The thing is, it's a, it's a live issue. <laughs> it's like they're happening all the time, aren't they? <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. You know. <clears throat> we could do a live stream of the sun. We can get that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, didn't we get a big CMA this weekend? Just gone? Yeah, apparently, yeah. That's what was causing the... Um, the aurora. Yeah, the aurora. Well, there's been, it's been in the news, hasn't it? There's been a lot in the UK... Mm. Even seem to be coming further and further south, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's ominous? Because I was wondering if it was ominous. Yeah, but you know what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Exactly. It's, so it's fine. You might as well just <laughs> not worry. It's, it's illogical. It's either going to bring gold or fiery death. <laughs> yeah. Or prep. Or the tele telegram won't work. Dig some tunnels. That's what they reckon all these tunnel systems were for. Yeah. Like Graham Hancock talks about. Is it? Um, there's one in D- Turkey. D- Derinkuyu in Turkey. Mm. Massive one. Did it hold 30,000 people or something daft? Wow. Yeah, and it could keep animals down there. Ventilated. And, uh, and there was water and stuff, wasn't there? And food stores. Oh, gosh. That's pretty cool. Oh, oh. What's this? Already? Already? Telephone call. Turn your phone off. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I hope this is going to work. Anyway. Hello, you're through to the Armist Inquisition. Who goes there? <laughs> Who? Ziggy. It's Ziggy. 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 Have, are, you, are you particularly ill this evening? How are you, nubs? <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got it. Dysphoria. Dysphoria. I lost my voice. Oh, man. Oh, man. You sound, yeah, you sound like a, a demon. Yes. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit terrifying. Uh, uh, I yeah, kind of like uh, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good. I'm working work, but I've had it for two weeks now. You've been off work for two weeks? No, no, I've been to work. All right. I've got one funny like in work. All right. I go from uh, South Barry White <laughs> to drink a straw. And am I right in Drugs thinking you're a town crier? <laughs> I can't raise my voice. And you think it's very, uh, it's, it's bad. Gosh! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you sound like you're using a voice changer or something. It's like one of those, those one of those Taken movies. <laughs> I will find you. I will hunt you down. I will kill you. So like a uh, and I will find your nubs. <laughs> I will find your nubs. I will tweak your nipples on your nubs. What's what's the what, what's? <laughs> uh, it's not that kind of show, Ziggy. 
What what's the latest on the nubs? What have you been uh, doing recently on your channel? What? <laughs> Last video done. Uh, wait, I will start picking up geometry. Really, it's the only it's the only international language, ancient language that I've used. So that could it could only be. <laughs> Because it's everywhere, and it's the only language anyone uses is geometry. Right, yeah. So this, that's it. So this is a common thing with sort of ancient architecture, isn't it? That geometry yeah. is encoded. It's it's like you say, it's like a universal language. Anyone can understand. It's because it's pure maths. Yeah. It's like, well, it's maths yeah. in space, in in the yeah. spatial arena. So... It, trans- it goes beyond language and, you know, Jacob was talking about um, Babylon earlier and the confusing of tongues and mm. how we forgot to... Yeah, you know, I we missed the early part. Sorry? I missed miss the early part. Yeah, yeah. No, just for an, exa- an example, it's, it, you know, math- they, always, they often say mathematics is like a universal language and geometry yeah, is just yeah. an extension of that, isn't it? Yeah. So it's you- the only one, it's the only thing now. Works on every size. Have look. It's the only thing. Yeah. There's none. There can't be. I mean, people try to say, well, it's a language, but then what language is it? You know what I mean? And it's the only language it could be is geometry. Definitely. Pretty, pretty sad. So is is it? If you have a last video, you'll say that the the ancient instruments that we had at the time, the, the Diopsa and the air, uh, what was the other one? The Rocky Air. If you have a look at the instruments are in the physio, it's only a couple of minutes long. Right. You'll see that it's, it's possible that this could be the only thing, because that's the only instruments they had at the time. And they kept them in the temple. They were safe objects. The, uh, like the early theodolites. An early theodolite. Like right, yeah. right. They kept them in the temples, like holy objects. It's kind of objects. It's kind of interesting how this ties in with Freemasonry and and the symbol of like the compass and the square, which yeah. are, are you know um, tools for, well, for uh, geometry. Everything that was left there, it still carries on, like right? thousands of years. Nothing changed. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Once they've worked out at all, nothing changed. Only the style. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Everything else stayed the same. Everywhere. India doesn't matter where you... Yeah, wherever it's you go in the same. world, these sacred, these same sacred sites, and it's often sacred sites rather than just sort of, um, you know, is there any nubs on the Colosseum? It's also, it's not a brickwork, isn't it? Right. From what I can remember. Mm. No, I can't it, remember what's a big box there. No, you get the impression that it's it's sacred sites where the nubs appear. I, I don't really look at Roman stuff because it's very, they, they are very rare to find anything called Roman stuff. Very rare. Right. But the other thing is, is that the, another ancient thing I found 
as well as Octopath. You know that. what that means? No. Apotropaeth. Oh, apotropaeth. Yeah, like witch marks and stuff are found in an old description describing nubs as part of uh, magic charms on buildings. Mm-hmm. They were left on to the Give the computer building with some magic force fields. Wow. Yeah. Uh, to protect them so, from the CMEs. <laughs> Magnetic yeah, force exactly. fields. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Siggy, I mean, we could talk for an hour, but I feel like we're causing you pain. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, it's like, I feel, yeah. I, I feel your pain. Oh, <laughs> 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 Batman villain. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll yeah definitely, yeah. Ziggy. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, have a lem sip. De- have several <laughs> lem sips, even though they've been proven ineffective oh, and they're, they're being banned by the M- MHRA as we speak. Are they? Yes, but... Spicy. Sorry, Ziggy. Spicy rum. Oh, right. Spicy, Spicy rum. Yeah. They'll never ban that. <laughs> hey, we're going to... We're aiming to do this, like, once a month. So, um... Give us a ring next month when you, when you feel when your throat's sorted, and we'll have we'll organise a proper uh, show with you as well. Oh yeah, yeah, you need to come back right. for a proper podcast as well. Yeah. All right. All right. See right. you soon. Yeah. Cheers, See you mate. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Oh god, I feel like I need to clear my throat. <laughs> god, he sounds like death. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Why is he not dead? <laughs> We're gonna clip those laughs, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Voldemort is well. No, Voldemort has a weird high pitched voice, doesn't he? <laughs> oh God! Harry oh, Potter is dead. Oh, do you think? Yes, yeah. Oh, come. Me, uh, me lads were come playing on, me a TikTok the other day, and it was a, a mashup of that Shakira song about Africa. So you're not familiar with the song? No. No, this is a big hit. Shakira's song, no. Oh, Shakira. Is that not what I said? I thought you said Beyonce for some reason. It came <laughs> in the Shakira and came out Beyonce. It's time for Africa. That yeah, one. I think. I, is it not from the World Cup or something? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is it the World Cup In Africa. Song? <laughs> Someone mashed up on TikTok with Harry Potter. Right. So it's like... And then Voldemort going, eh, eh, eh. and then instead of it's time for Africa, it goes, it's time for Azkaban. Serious black. So, yeah, you, you probably got to be like a hardcore HP fan and watch all the films. We watched um, oh, Half Blood Prince last night. Does he die? The Half Blood Prince? Yeah. Not in that film. He is revealed in that film. Oh, right. Okay. Which one is the one where the guy dies? The one dies in a film. Well, Dumbledore dies in that film. Which one? The Half-Blood Prince. Robert Pattinson dies in a film. Oh, that's Goblet of Fire, man. Oh, that's what that is. That's like two, three films before. Right, okay. Now, Half-Blood Prince revolves around Severus... Snip. <laughs> Snip. Snip. Uh, Snip. Snip. <laughs> 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 
Court of three young Gryffindors doing roaming the corridors at night. Varicadavra. He kills Dumbledore, man. He has oh, to. He has to, you know. He's made the unbreakable bond, and, you know, he's got to save Draco. Can't let Draco do it. Which Marvel um, film is this? It's uh, Marvel's faking gay, man. No one watches it anymore. Loki was really good. In my humble opinion. How many seasons has it done? Two, and there won't be any more. Why not? Because he's dead. No. Do you get put in a cube? No, do you know anything about Norse legends? No, very little. Uh, neither, do, neither do I, really, so I can't explain it. <laughs> it's something to do with Valhalla. Oh, no, it's something to do with... Is... The Tree of Life. Oh, right. It's quite... It's good. It's a good sci-fi romp. <laughs> okay. I, like, I like the aesthetics. Right, so it's got okay. a 50s, 50s futurism vibe to it. Okay. Is it funny? Uh, in places, I think. Yeah. I think they, they, I don't like the Marvel humour. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy started it. That was a James Gunn, wasn't it? The first James Gunn film. Mm-hmm. And where they injected more humour in, and it worked in that film, and then, it, oh, that worked. So they put it in every movie now. Oh, so are you thinking Thor, Love and Thunder? <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> gash, man. I mean, I all the films have that. been gash for years. They should have stopped at Endgame. That's it for a decade. I I like Reboot Loki it. so much that it made me think that, well, if they applied the same sort of talent, I don't know who was involved with that, but if you applied that to a film, you would probably end up with quite a good film again. But it's it's so big now, isn't it? And the, all the new stuff, I don't I don't even understand multiverses. I don't some of the characters that they're going to bring in. I've I've never really heard of. Mm, that's one of the the big bugbears, isn't it? Mm. Like where they've gone. I'm the all right with multiverse stuff. It's like <clears throat> it, it just removes the stakes because you can just multiverse out of it or time travel, and it doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's like there was rumours of him bringing Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and ScarJo back. The not all of them. No, the not. They're too old, and uh, you know, member berries only work so often. Member berries. Member. Member. <laughs> Remember. Remember when Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man? Oh. Oh my gosh. I got a call on Skype. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We've got a uh, caller, your... caller. Can you turn your radio off? <laughs> oh, Jacob, can you hear us? Hello. Oh, long time no here. <laughs> <laughs> we had this last time. What did we have to do on. Uh... Oh, are you guys there? Can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. There's a super delay. Oh, noisy. Yeah, one minute, one minute. I had to do this last time. Paula, please I? bear with us whilst we deal with some audio setting. I don't know what's going on with the... Yeah, you should hello, be able hello. to hear us now, I think. Oh, here we go. Boom. Uh, How are we doing, Jacob? Long time oh, no see. Oh, great, man! It's it's been a while since I've talked to you guys. I, I I'm, I'm wondering how y'all are doing. Um, okay, you guys mentioned a couple things earlier, and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna jump on the call, and then we just heard from Ziggs, but some of it has to pertain to him and what he was talking about. Could you make any sense of it? <laughs> well, I thought it was very some clear. Of it, some of it, yeah. 
So in the part that I want to talk about is what he was discussing about with like symbolism, with how, you know, the ancients spoke in symbols, right? Yep. Okay. Have you guys noticed that they're starting to bring that back? Well, with Loki. <laughs> no, I mean, we're just talking in symbolism. I mean, look on your cell phone and tell me you don't have a crap ton of emojis on your cell phone. <gasps> emojis. It's the new hieroglyph. Ah, yes. Yeah, in a sense, it's like a, it's like a form of hieroglyphic symbolic expression of putting into like, oh, this is a happy face. This is a crying ha- uh, face, a, a throwing up face. I mean, so they're bringing symbolism back in, in different ways. Now, one of the other things that uh, you guys were – someone had just mentioned as right as I was trying to get on was about the flower of life. Yeah, the tree of okay. Isilgrid, whatever it is in Norse myth. Yeah, so the we've tree got of life. life. And then you talked the about tree. sacred geometric shapes and math or, or numbers, numer- the, how it, you know they're interconnected. Well, they're kind of the same thing, but one is one expression and the other is, is a different form of expression of the same thing. For instance, let's take the flower of life. If you, you go all the way back to its simplest form, what is it? It's just a round circle, right? Ouroboros. Uh, round circle, yeah. Yeah, it's a round circle. So isn't that the letter zero or the number zero? I'm going it to is, say yes. It is in our Yeah, it would our be the language. number it would be the number zero as in zero point energy. So and it doesn't matter which way you go, whether it be positive or negative, as in polarity, you're gonna go with a plus one or a minus one from zero. Zero is the beginning of creation of life, whichever, if you want to go negative or positive, zero is the trifecta beginning, just like the flower of life. You take that and you, you know, it kind of moves out and it, the, you move it up, you know, with the point in the middle, you go up half and then down half, left, right, and then you start building out from there. But in order for it to be in our third dimension that we are in, it wouldn't just go left or right like on a piece of paper. It would go out in all directions, so if we know that we that we're created, or our, our physical bodies are created here in this third dimension, wouldn't that put us on a round planet as well? Since it has to kind of go out in all directions. I mean, you don't have to convince me we're on a round planet, Jacob. <laughs> right. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. So when you look at it from that perspective of that numbers and the flower of life, the creation symbolism, sacred geometric shapes, a zero is a, is a sacred geometric shape, just like a square. And that's why we learn about angels or angles, but the the Bible they want to change it to angels, but it's it's still angles, angles of light, angles of geometric shapes. It's all interconnected. Isn't there an argument that you could start with any number and go up or down? Say that again. Can you start with any number and go up or down though? Not necessarily zero. Well, zero zero is the is the beginning. <clears throat> Well, yeah, that's the that's the beginning. To go from positive or negative, zero is where it has to begin. Yeah, okay. Because if you're going to go seven and you want a minus one, you're still going to be at a positive six. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like P- Pythagorean number theory. Oh, that guy was a shill. <laughs> the monad, the doad, the triad. It all starts with a singular object, doesn't it? Correct. Singularity. You have to start with something, and that something is one thing. 
so you have to go into number one or minus one. That's 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 why you can't start sort of part way up. You can start at ten or hundred. What if I want to minus start at 10? ten? You won't be a creator god. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Well, well, <laughs> we'll, well at demiers. the same time, you're you're right. You can't start with nothing. So you have to have a singularity. So yeah. the nothing is zero. So for you to create something, you would go positive, create it positively or negatively. So it would go plus or negative. But there has, to, there is a negative. There's always a nothing before there's something. So there's a zero that's always there. It's a singularity, isn't it? Of the Big Bang, is your is your, is your monad? That that would the singularity of being the the Big Bang um, theory on it, or well, I would. I don't want to call it a theory because there's so much evidence that kind of supports it, but we'll just call it the theory. But yeah, the Big Bang. But in the in the in the beginning, we know there was nothing, so there was zero, and then boom, there was then all of a sudden there was something, and that something being a thought, an idea, because like before you let's say that you before you build a fire, you're not even thinking about a fire. Then all of a sudden, oh yeah, it's cold out. I'm going to build a fire because let's say that you're a caveman. Oh, I'm going to build a fire, and you know how to build a fire. Okay, now all of a sudden you're, boom, you're thinking of building a fire, and now you're thinking about how you're going to make put it together and how you're going to and how to build it. You got to go collect all your stuff. But the first thing that you do is you think about it. So that's your singularity. You think, oh, I, I got to do this, and then you go and you do it. What if we didn't start this from is... nothing? What if we arrive? Our existence arrived here from somewhere else. So there was something. And we're just a offshoot of that something. Are you talking about our physical bodies or our souls? I have literally no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about at this point. <laughs> our existence, because, the universe, because, everything. Hmm. That is, hmm, that's a deep discussion. So, in a sense, on a lot of esoterical teachings, our physical bodies and our souls have always existed because according according to physics, energy never dies. It always transfers, right? Mm-hmm. Law of conservation. So that means that we, in a sense, we were actually never born. We just incarnated. So our soul existed somewhere else before it came here. To have this collective consciousness here, or our individual consciousness, but yet collective consciousness as a collective people of earthlings. So our souls came from somewhere else. Not only yeah. our <clears throat> souls, but also our every atom of our being. Correct. So physical form as well. So that there wasn't a nothing that we can conceive of. Logically, right. That you're. That is a very correct statement yes. that we can One, conceive of. Three hundred and four episodes, <laughs> and that, and that's the thing. It's it's what we can conceive, what we have a concept of. Mm-hmm. We can't conceive it. We we don't. There's there's a lot of stuff about nuclear quantum physics that I couldn't explain jack squat to you. I wouldn't even know if that's if I'm pulling the trigger to let it go or if I'm tapping the trigger to let it vent out from poison or if I'm about to, you know, hit a trap door. I have no idea how any of that stuff works. However, it works. Uh, there are people that do. Was it, it was Rich, wasn't it not Richard Feynman says, if you think you understand quantum physics, you don't understand quantum physics. Mm-hmm. The quantum physicists don't understand it. Mm. 
No. And never, then mind, that's, never mind that's you wild. and me. <laughs> okay, here's, here's a quick question for you. Who is the supposed father of quantum physics? Einstein, no? Nope. Um, Let's go back further. Pythag- what was the Pythagoras. largest... <laughs> no, what was the largest quantum physics... The first time quantum physics was ever used was to build one specific device and it was used and the entire world knows it. But they don't know that it was quantum physics involved to create it. What was that and who was the father of it? So not, it's not Oppenheimer, is it? Yes, Oppenheimer and the nuclear bomb. That is quantum physics, sir. We should have known that because we went to watch the film. <laughs> that was yeah. so Barbie as well. I was going to guess that. <laughs> in, in fact, uh, uh, there's been a few reporters that, is, that have actually asked Albert Einstein, "What's it like to be the smartest man on the you know in the world?" And he has said multiple times, "I don't know. Go ask El- uh, Tesla." Tesla mm-hmm. ex- was was everything he did was in quantum physics. That's another example of trying Tesla, to find the were, start, isn't it? Trying to find the these, beginning. All these brilliant scientists way back in the day, they, a lot of them knew each other and they were friends. They might have had differences of opinions on how certain things work, you know, based on the math that they were taught versus, you know, actual deep meditation and, ex- and exploring like Tesla and Einstein and Oppenheimer. But, yeah, that, that, that was like right around the era in the birthing of quantum physics was the nuclear bomb is the first big device that was ever created and the whole world knows about it the hydrogen bomb all of it i'm interested jacob in uh, in part one you talked about being uh, a mormon in your previous life or your former life was that well so, were you born yeah. were you born into mormonism i was never born i incarnated <laughs> yeah but, now we're, we're getting somewhere <laughs> Right. Um, my family, um, my dad's parents, so my grandparents on my dad's side, they, uh, they were Mormon, um, before my dad was born or before my dad incarnated rather. And so when my mother met my father, you know, it was, it was Mormon. So I was raised from a baby up in the Mormon church, but at 17, I actually left the church. And like I said, I kind of went and I, on my own to kind of experiment and to to look into other theological beliefs to kind of try and put some things together, you know, try and figure out what the common ground is. Cause I just, I knew that the battling and the arguing between, I I just, everything about it just felt wrong. And, um, and then knowing that during the time of Moses, you know, if someone was on, if they were sojourning, which is a spiritual journey, they were to be left alone so they could find themselves and find their way. They was, if they're on a spiritual journey, that was like a, a law. They're sojourning. You leave them alone. You know, let them have their peace and let them do their thing unless they're harming or, you know, harming someone. Then then obviously you got to deal with it. But other than that, you leave them alone. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to I want to go do that. So I went and did it. And it took a while to. Uh, took a while for me to kind of do some, you know, to kind of look at some things and I still couldn't really piece it together. But, yeah, I was I, I grew up in, in the faith in in the Mormon faith. And I've always had questions right from the very beginning that nobody could answer me. No, no Mormon bishop, no stake president, no Area 70. No one could ever answer. No one's ever been able to answer the question, the questions that I had. And it started off in Genesis. And, it's, and the Mormons do believe in the Bible. They use the King James Version of the Bible. And one of the things right off the get, right off the get go, in Genesis is where Adam and Eve are put in the Garden of Eden. God tells them, 
First off, he tells them what their food is. Of every fruit of the tree of the Garden of Eden, thou mayest freely eat, but the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou mayest not eat, for in the day thou shalt partake of it is the day that thou shalt surely die. Surely die yeah. So that's their food, is fruit of the tree. So we're supposed to be fruitarians. And when you start thinking about, like, you know, all these ancient um, – uh, Plato and all of them, you start thinking about all these ancient Roman philosophers and, and Socrates, and you see paintings of them. They're literally like laying on a couch and they're eating bowls of fruit. There's fruit everywhere. Why? Because they eat fruit. They were fruitarians. That's why they lived to be like 200 years old. Mm. We just kind of got away from that, which is another time for another discussion. But anyway, so, okay, good. Thank you, God. Well, he told them they're not allowed to eat the fruit of tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, if they didn't know the difference between good and evil or right and wrong or light and dark or anything like that, what were they? Yeah, they weren't they weren't entirely human as we would consider. No, they today. weren't. They had no they had they were robots basically. They had no consciousness. And then all of a sudden this serpent, which is very symbolic for Enki, okay? Enki comes along and says, no, 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 no. You need to partake of this fruit so that you can understand the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, virtue and vice, pleasure and pain, and all of these different you know, opposites so that your eyes may be opened and you will be like the gods. They, you know, this, is, this is from the Bible. Yeah. So then they take of it and they go, oh my gosh, I'm naked. I need to go put some freaking clothes on because the consciousness entered their body. Well, okay. Then God comes back. And says, "Hey, what the hell? How did you? Why do you have? Why did you know that you're naked? Why did you partake of the fruit? Well, the woman that thou gavest me, she gave it to me, and I ate. Eve, what did you do, bitch? Oh, well, <laughs> the serpent, the serpent beguiled me, and and I did partake. He's like, Lucifer, what did you? Oh, 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 oh. and then what does he do? God banishes Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden for, from partaking of because they partook of the fruit of knowledge and evil. Can I why? suggest that?" An intelligent creator might at this point say, well, this experiment has failed. Blink it out of existence and start again. Cut your losses. Ah. It doesn't seem very intelligent to let it run for millions of hang years. Hang on, hang on. We're, we're, making us, we're, we're making assumptions based on a narrative that the church has created. But let me finish this part. So how is it fair that Adam and Eve get kicked out of the Garden of Eden when they didn't even know that they were making a wrong choice by partaking of the fruit? They don't know the difference between good and evil. They know that a being that appeared that, that says his name is God, he's their father, told them not to partake of it. Then another being, a being of false, being of light, being Lucifer, who would look just like God saying, oh, no, you need to partake of it. Okay, they don't know right or wrong. They just know one person said this and another person looks just like him said, yes, take it. They can't make a cognitive decision because they have no consciousness. And then they get kicked out for it. It wasn't their fault. It was Lucifer's fault. So why are you going to kick them out? Because there were other people in the Garden of Eden that were working as slaves. And that's where it ties into the ancient Sumerian cuneiform text. When you start really going into it and, and reading about it, you start learning. Holy crap. And here's the other thing. Here's where the Jedi come in. What does God say? Put a cherubim, which is a vicious warrior, with a flaming sword, lightsaber, blocking the way of Garden of Eden so that way Adam and Eve can't come back in. Well, I'm buying it. <laughs> well, if you think about it, Anunnaki, Anakin. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I mean, his his wife, 
uh, what was her name? Um, oh crap! What was Anakin's? Uh, Padme. She's from the planet of Naboo. Nibiru. Naboo. Come on. Come on, man. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, probably it's probably it's probably just that consonant thing again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do or go. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, you're getting it. it. It's Star Wars. It's like poetry. It kind of rhymes. Who are you supposed to be? George Lucas. Yoda. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, George Lucas borrowed heavily from um, your Campbell man, um, Joseph Campbell, didn't he, and the hero's journey and the monomyth and all that kind of stuff. Is that why you were really he Howard the Duck? He didn't come up with it on his own, did he? Um, I couldn't tell you. But I mean, if you think about it, and you know how you know they tell us in movies, right? What is, what is the very first thing you see in any Star Wars movie, the crawl. a long time ago oh. in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, and then we're talking about Anakin, Naboo, um, Star Trek, the planet of Nibiru. They're, they're, and actually, George Lucas was, and if you actually read, then it's a very long read. If you, I mean, I think it's on, I think it's on Wikipedia, but there's, I've read a couple of them on George Lucas, and he's a Freemason. Is he? And guess what? He guess what he was a who he was a big fan of. Zachariah Sitchin. Was he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, George Lucas. Oh yeah, he he had all kinds. And being a Freemason, he had all kinds of inside information. He that that story of Star Wars is basically a historical story of the past of of an you know, from another place. Alderaan's blown up. Ah uh, yeah. That's the planet. I mean, if you look at, at Egypt, if you look up, uh, they actually have uh, individual masters, if you will, for the initiation school. Think about um, Star Trek or Star Wars, where they, they take these little Padawan learners and they bring them to a school, right? Where they learn the mysteries of the Jedi, well, right? You, you become an apprentice, like a stonemason, right, like a freemason. Right, it's the same thing you with start... the Egyptian mystery schools, yeah, yeah. where you go and you learn to be, you know, you're a, an apprentice. You learn to become a Jedi. Well, it's kind of funny that the Egyptians actually have a word called the Jedi, D-J-E-D-I, the yeah. Jedi. And you can, and if you listen to the words of how people speak in Star Wars, sometimes they say. The Jedi. They literally drop it in different little points in the movie. And you, if you're listening, you'll go, "Why did he say the Jedi instead of Jedi?" Yeah, like the the Jump guy, the, the leader of the the Trade Federation. The Jedi. Yeah. The Jedi. Yeah. The I Jedi. must yeah. uh, sit here. Have you said that the Jedi for me? So yeah, they they give you little drops. We just we just got to have eyes to see and ears to hear, and then be able to say, okay, what are they really telling us? What's going on? Mm-hmm. They give it to us all the time. I mean, flaming sword says it in the Bible. Yeah, what? T- Tony's just pulled it up on the chat. The 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 jet pillar from Egypt. Ow. Yeah, yeah. It's what does there. it look like? What does it look like? A lightsaber. Hello. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's mad. Well, I think it's... I know more people. Who are... <laughs> Palpatine, Palpatine. <laughs> Going to Johnny Fogg, Palpatine was a 33rd degree <laughs> Freemason. I can believe it. God. Yeah. Is there anyone who's not a Freemason at this point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I've already, I already uh, said straight out that I'm not a Freemason, I'm a Freeman. There's a difference yes. <laughs> in the last episode of the yeah. previous mm. video. Morgan Freeman was a Freemason. <laughs> mm. Well. Well. So, anyways, I just kind of 
I just wanted to jump that. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and jump off so other people can get in the call. But yeah, yeah, we're going to do some housekeeping. There's, I think. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, hey, um, definitely. Um, everybody should check my channel out because I've got little different knowledge drops of things that are in that yeah. on different. I have multiple playlists with multiple videos in each of the playlists of how they they bring things. They tell us things in movies and like sometimes I find things on Google Earth like star forts and sometimes around a lot of these star forts you'll find Superman symbols, Death Stars, and it's like what? Like Superman. So that's another Anunnaki story. Is the sneaking is Superman? Like Judas Priest? Come on. Cool. Well, yeah, nice one. Hey, yeah. thanks for thanks for calling in, Jacob. Mm. We'll uh, yeah. we'll let you go and uh, have a good week. All right, mate. Yeah, see you later, man. We'll holler at you later. Cheers, All mate. Right. Bye. Ah, good, good call from Jacob. Right? Solid. Yeah, solid energy. Ah, solid, solid content. Energy. That. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's see what's coming up next. First on BBC One. <laughs> right from early days, from the moment I was born, I would break my guitar in the early, early morning and go down to the fields and play. Yay, yay. Sitting down there with my lungs strumming, I could see the people for miles around coming to hear me sing my music and play. Yay, yay. Delightful. <laughs> thank you, Cliff. Okay, Delightful. thank you. Really nice. Thank you. And I didn't use artificial insemination. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Thank you. And I didn't use artificial insemination. <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs> this is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this. My favourite way of returning value as ever is word of mouth, sharing links. Maybe you're on, uh, you're in a Facebook group, a Telegram channel, Discord server. Uh, where else would you be online? Uh, Reddit. Reddit, yeah. Reddit's X. a thing, isn't it? Yeah. X. 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 Uh, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, X. Yes. That's what he says. Um, uh, share links there and help us uh, expand our reach, get more producers, more people helping us to create this shit and support us. It all helps. It does. Link, share, hit that bell. Can you get on all three screens at once? <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> I'm the many-armed... Uh, the beast of the, I'm a, a beast of the end times. There we, there we go. I'm trying to match my arms up at the bottom. That's, that's quite Look good. Look at that. that oh, freaky yeah. shit. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I've got it now. Uh, I'm like a xenomorph. That's terrifying. Um, <laughs> subscribe to the newsletter, the Rum Springer, which I believe is issued every month. Comes out the first of the month. First of uh, month. The link is broken, the sign-up link. Is broken. So email us at thearmsinquisition at gmail.com. Put newsletter in the uh, subject title. What's it called? Subject line. Subject line. And I'll sign so, you up manually. I'll massage you onto the newsletter list and you get um, a preview of who's coming on in the month, the following month. Uh, discount to the merch store. Jokes, articles, book reviews, memes, all that shit. And it's like a last line of communication if uh, we get shut down. Like when the Discord got nuked. And we had to set up an element server. Which you can also join. You have to join each room individually. But it's uh, it ain't no thang. 
No. And, uh, you know, you can talk to each of us about whatever you wish. There's a meme room mm. that's just opened that I've I quite like. I've been in there, I've seen it. <laughs> Seems to be I've been around a while. Busy. I've only joined it recently. Oh. You just were there for the news and I the, think I'm like a year behind. And the bounce. I'm not an early adopter. No. So, um, yeah. Have you spoken about merch? No. There is merch. Only that you get a 10% discount. You have to, hang on, click the down 10%. arrow on the housekeeping. It's about expand. He smacks my hand away then. Yeah, because you, you weren't going to do it. Because you don't know the system. Let's see. Oh, wish I didn't have to do all this stuff. Don't touch that mouse! <laughs> <laughs> Here's the merch store. Here's a new t-shirt. Here's, tell us about yeah, it, this is the This is the freshest tea on the store. You are the carbon they want to reduce. And there's a, there's a, you know, oops, a boot stomping some carbon. Comes um, in all the sizes. Sir, meh, lurksel, chisel, thrixel, sir. That one comes, the <laughs> bacon nooks uh, t-shirt comes in a 3XL, Ben. It does. Uh, there's a bacon nuts mug. Um, and How big is the bacon nuts mug? <laughs> How many ounces of fluid can three, you fit in it? Three ounces. I think it's 11. <laughs> and then that was 11 pounds um, of fluid. <laughs> Chunky tea. Uh, this is Phil's favourite design. Three week, weeks to flatten the earth. Um, and a literally a communist hoodie. Premium hoodie. Premium hoodie. Link in the show notes for the uh, merch store. It's warm. Um, yeah. oh, I was going to say, YouTube stickers. No, you watch on YouTube, you can send us stickers and super thanks. And the reason I bring this up, right, uh, what night was it? I think it was Wednesday night. I was in here and I was making the little intro video, you know, the countdown video that changed every week, five, four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. So I went into some shitty free Microsoft. That's why I make it because it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Clip it in and uh, click render. It takes like... uh, 15 seconds to render. So obviously I can't just sit around and do nothing for 15, oh, for 15 seconds. seconds. No, so I went into Chrome, went into Google. I thought, I'll look at some some stats, some analytics, right? Mm. And there's a thing called impressions. Do you know what I'm familiar with impressions? Like, um... Oh, spit an image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, impressions are how often someone sees your shit online, how many yes. impressions it gets, right? Okay. And I looked at our YouTube stats... And uh, episode 300 mm-hmm. had three times as many impressions than any other video in the last 28 days. It had three wow. impressions. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it's multiple thousands of impressions. Why? That's weird. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, with no guest. Mm. No. No oh, guest uh, to get his shadow banned. <laughs> no guest, no headlines, nothing. It was like a nonsense show, a party show. Mm-hmm. Why? Why has it got three times as many impressions? Did you find out, Phil? I looked at revenue. Oh. And two days, so the the link gets posted a few days before, usually on a Tuesday or Wednesday, that the live event is coming up. Mm -hmm. And then it goes live on a Sunday. On the Friday, someone, a producer of some description, had bought three super stickers. Ooh. To the tune of like a fiver. Mm -hmm. And so YouTube... Pumped, pumped it. it out to three times as many impressions than any other video. Wow. So I went, you can filter the thing. So I went, well, not 28 days. What about this year? Last 365 days. More impressions than any video all year that we Ever. put out. Yeah. B. 
because we... someone bought a couple of stickers for a fiver. So YouTube gets the money and we get mm. the impressions. No, we well, YouTube take half the money. Uh, okay. You get half the money and you get all the impressions. <laughs> YouTube don't take your impressions. <laughs> no. They, can, they are free to give I them they to they may you. convert money to impression <coughs> nah, books. Well, it does because it's advertising and all that shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe buy a sticker. If you're on YouTube Premium, or you have, I think you have to have your PayPal link to something to, to buy things. You've got have YouTube a go. Premium. Have a go. I have got YouTube Premium. Yeah, you it, should. You should be buying stickers every not week. Wasting my money on podcasts. <laughs> it might. It might help us. It might help us. It's a good. It'd be. It's an innovative way to support us, and it seems to help with Al Gore. Yeah, and that's the thing that we're missing is support, uh, reach, reach as an audience. Yeah, I really need. To, I really should go on Paul Stubbs's channel. He's Paul Stubbs. Nephilim's are clowns, like the two episodes oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. He invited me on. Okay. So I should do that, really, because mm. he's got a big channel. Right, okay. I did Robbie's podcast on Monday, Out of the Blank. What, are you, what was that? You were Quinn? Oh, I've done more than five, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> Sex. I uh, tried to get him banned. I, I was just talking about uh, rubbing your, your fingers in, in bull cum and, and fisting cows. Oh, gross. For the first five minutes. Cliff Richard. Artificial insemination. Yeah. 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 Semen straws. Semen straws, yeah. Yeah. There's been a semen straw theft, hasn't there? Yeah, so it hasn't been released yet. (laughs) 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 Is this an exclusive? (laughs) Shit. It'll be out this week. You got me right in the semen straw. Hey, what about guest suggestions? You can do that for us, oh, yes. can't you? These yeah. are all ways to become a producer. Help us produce this shit if you've not figured out what the concept is yet. Have you done show artwork yet? No. You can send us some show no, artwork. No, we were doing guest suggestions, but... Oh, we got some, didn't we? Yeah, we got some we got artwork some. this week. Yes, we have. We've got artwork. I think Helen did some. What's this one? <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. Um, the sun is a deadly lazy Jacob. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? The, the sun is a deadly laser. Yeah, there's that. Well, and I then like the she, did, she did another one that was a bit more friendly. Oh, a better one. This one it'll be, won't it? That'll be it. Yes. There we go. That's the one. Tell it up his mashup. Yeah. And that's the winner. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah, we only had two submissions, Beautiful. so that is that will be the show artwork on Spotify mm. and iTunes and all your podcast platforms tomorrow. We encourage you, if you are of the artistic bent, to submit artwork to us. Submit! Armistinquisition <laughs> at gmail.com or Instagram, Element Server. Element, yeah. Um, is your chi depleted, Phil? Nah. Yours it's red hot. No, I'm tracker black. Yeah, that's what's going on with your hips, isn't it? I'm done. My hips are done. <laughs> yeah. I love chi. But if you're, listener, if your chi is depleted, or if you've got something big coming up or stressful, you can request some focus chi through this podcast, and we will focus chi in your direction. It costs nothing. Nothing, and it's 100% effective. Um, so just let us know, and we'll pop some chi in your direction. Pop. Goes it over. It's an underused aspect of our podcast, I would suggest. I would say so. Yeah. Um, you guess suggestions. Can we go back to well, guess suggestions? Again, why are we, I mean, because I have a cryptic message to read out. Oh, blimey. Okay. For Matthew Chin, Matt Apocalypse. Begin message. 
Um, what about birthday shout-outs? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> You've been saying that. No, do him, do him. <laughs> so you're going to do him, do him. Um, Don't do him, then just stop. I was laughing. I was laughing. Man. I was. <laughs> if you or anyone you know... Do I keep this flowing? That's a birthday. I'm trying to do the birthdays. Uh, if you or anyone you know has a birthday at any point in the year, let us know and we can uh, we can tell everyone else about it. We'll give you a birthday shout out mm. with the help of our amazingly put together soundboard. And numerous jingles. Here we have jingles for that. Specific. And so, Phil, have you got something <coughs> you want to say about guest suggestions? Yeah, we only have uh, three pairs of eyes and ears to see what's hot and what's not in the podcasting sphere, the YouTube. Mm. So we appreciate guest suggestions. Jay, I- Oh no, Jacob rang in. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac, I think last week was a guest suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's useful. And um, I've got a cryptic message for Matt Apocalypse, and it, it goes thusly The crow flies over the hearst in January. <laughs> the hearst? <laughs> the crow flies over the hearst in January. What's a hearst? Matt will get it, Matt will understand. So, yeah, you can give us guest suggestions. Any more things you can do to become a producer? This one's coming on in January. If anyone can phone in and tell us what a hearst is. <laughs> um, you can just toss us a coin now. Toss a coin to your Do it for the lads. 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 Because we're anti-social bastards. Anti-social bastards. Bit quiet, that one. If you go to the armistinquisition.com, you'll find a PayPal button there. You give us a one-off donation. Sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation. And we're we're driving for an extra handful of people to support us on monthlies by uh, Christmas time so that we can actually get a proper good website up and running. We want a tree as well in here, which is the real reason. Yeah, we're not making one out of uh, coat hangers again. No, I'm not having a plastic one either. See, see, Matt there. Fire hazard. Matt Apocalypse just came. (laughs) It's a fucking freak show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Matt. Is it not time to, uh, should we big them up? Big up the man dams? time to clean up the man dams. We definitely Mm. need to clean up up Matt Apocalypse, I would suggest. (laughs) Mm. And save Plopland. (laughs) (laughs) Grim. Uh, it's time to big up the man Dems. Yo. Uh, let's thank the producers for episode 304. We have uh, Helen, Alia, Emma Bridges, and Richard Morris. Thank you so much. They amazing. are. Yeah. So amazing in there. Put on your fucking muzzle if you go to the shop. Love. Literally. The best mate. The current, the grape, the doctor of thugonomics, the homophobe, the wind, the giant fucking lenses, the chest feeding, communist, the, the base sigma chad, the crump up, the baby penis, inner asshole, these clockwork clowns, the dime bar, the number 11, the bean gun on the bus, the blind man, the big chungus, the cripple, and the mother of the bickering from hell. Bring it on. Are you retarded? I don't get it, never will. It's just gonna run.
Is it going around the? Is it going around the horn? Do I need to do that? That's it. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We don't need him. <laughs> I know. He leaves us now every week, doesn't he? He does. Just left to our own devices so we can talk about what the normies want to hear. <laughs> so we can talk about the 33 degree. 33 degree? Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> the secrets. The secret learnings. We can talk beyond the veil now, can't we? we? Can, now yeah. he's not here. Yeah. Like with the sun and shit. With the sun. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> <laughs> what? <laughs> What was you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I can talk about what I bought today, which was a pair of white dot martins. If anyone in the chat is uh, looking to talk to someone who is clearly fashion forward. Why Why would you buy a pair of white dot martins, I, Ben? Well, I might. I might, <laughs> I might want to wear them on stage in my... Uh, oh. <laughs> is it part, of, your, is it part of, of your costume? Yeah. Well, no, but yes. I will wear them. And they are white, so they're they're on on a brand. So you you all wear white. Cause it's in a picture we, of you all yeah, wearing white. We're all white. Yeah. Except Ollie Singer, he wears something a bit fancier. You'll be all white on the night. You're all white on the night. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'll probably talk more about that in the future. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it now. Well, I don't know. It's a call-in show. People want to call and talk about something else. I don't know if we were able to answer the phone in the absence. Are we? There's a button, I'm sure. What button did he press? Oh, shit, that's a good point, actually. This is the thing. Don't call in yet. <laughs> no, you'll come back with the button he's pressing, don't yeah, worry. She's here. Yeah. We didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. No, there was a thing, but it was fine. There's a thing. I filled thing. in, uh, bended the fader by himself. Oh, yeah. God, Jolly good. That's good. Good at it. I was going to push one of these. He's probably still playing. Phone, uh, phone lines are still open. 07562 245894 if you're in the UK. Oh, shit. Fuck, fuck. If you want to call us. I thought Sam might ring in tonight. He was. He was I'm sure I saw a message earlier in the element about uh, phoning in. But never mind. Uh, the plan is to do this every month, once a month. Stay yeah. it up. Good. Saves a bit of admin, doesn't it? Yeah. It, Helen C thinks my boots are very clever, Orange. I wonder what she'd think about my white leather Duran Duran uh, jacket. Where did you buy a white leather jacket <clears> from? <throat> it was difficult to come by. But China, I'm glad China, I got then. it. No, no, it's it's from the UK. Second hand. It smells like someone's died in it. <laughs> but there you go. But you know, as long as you look nice. Uh, yeah, and I think as I do. Nice as you, I know, have you no, got white? Nice. Have you got white jeans? Then, I've it? got white jeans. Yeah, I've got right. several pairs of white jeans. Okay, no, and a pair of white Y fronts. No, no, no. What what color t shirt do you have? Black, right. usually. Okay, do you have a white hat? No, I don't wear a hat. No, you perform hatless. I I used to wear a top hat on stage. <laughs> That slash okay. bit re- slash esque, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but no, now I'm, I'm hatless at the moment. Right, okay. Is that being requested by the band? No, no. I might get a hat if I can get an, an appropriate hat. Mm-hmm. I might wear one. All right, on that bombshell and to show ourselves, <laughs> got one. So it's the winner, but it's a good one. Do you know about the Amish? I love the Amish. I love the Amish, yes. Who's that? 
Do you know about the Amish? I love the Amish. I love the Amish, yes. Who are they? James Dellingpole. Talking uh, about us. Obviously. Yeah. They love so. our podcast. They do, don't they? A sheep farmer on there. I know, that's what I was going to say. Hey, big news. Uh, Sticky was in the chat in part one, did you see? Oh, mm. yes. Sticky yeah. was on uh, Bright Insight. Yeah. Junior yeah. Corsetti's channel last night, live. Live. So uh, the last time I checked, it gained about 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> Just like that. Wow. So hopefully they stick around and watch his videos. And sub to us. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get any blowback from that. Because uh, Stiggy has his own channel. Yeah, I know. Everyone will go there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've not watched it yet. I, w- I will go back and watch it hopefully this week. Yeah. Stiggy. Uh, see. Uh, I don't know. I hope Jimmy lets him talk. Ooh. Ooh. some shade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just a bit of a blabbermouth, isn't he? I, I imagine he'll talk over a lot. Does he look a bit like Seth Green? Jimmy Corsetti. He is a man. Ginger man. He's not ginger. Is he not? He's got blondy hair. Oh, is that, sandy that hair? screenshot? So I thought I looked a bit like that werewolf from Buffy. <laughs> Was that Stig? <laughs> no, probably the other Stig. one. <laughs> the other one. It must be Jimmy because it was it was a screenshot of Stig on the show that you sent. He didn't have. He doesn't have red hair. It's enough. Mate. So I'm drawing, a, I'm drawing a line under it now. I need a new phone. I need to move on. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Uh, Gaza Marine. Should we do Gaza Marine? Familiar with what Gaza Marine is? No. no. Oh, the uh, the pipeline. Why is this shut now? I need to go back to pictures. Oh, is this going to go heavy right before the end? No, no, no. I'm doing some debunking <clears throat> here. But this video was going around about Gaza Marine on uh, TikTok. I think it was a YouTube shorts or some shit. So morning, guys. I just need to... Uh, Grab the video. I don't know who this guy is, but it, one of the producers sent us this video. So I shall play it thusly. Is it Hodor from <laughs> Game of Thrones? So um, after my uh, massive live yesterday and um, the great debate we had, I wake up this morning to find, <laughs> I can't believe it, that um, just off the Gaza Strip, Guess what they found? Massive gas reserves. So this means for the West, no more dealing with Russia or Iran if we control this. Yeah, so I don't know if any, you know, there's big gas reserves off the coast of Israel and Gaza. There's probably loads of gas reserves all over the place around there. Middle East. I don't know. No, I've not heard that story. No. Is it nonsense? No, there is. Oh, yeah, right, okay. and uh, it was it was discovered uh, a couple of decades ago. But mm. obviously because of the, it's right on the border of Israel and Gaza, northern Gaza. Right. Offshore there. And uh, so I did a bit of research One trillion cubic feet of natural gas up for grabs. Mm, So this is what this guy's video is about. It's like, oh, this war, it's all about natural gas. Mm. I did the the math. It's not a lot, is it? Uh, Five months of UK supply. Five trillion cubic meters is... Cubic feet. Feet, sorry. Right, okay. 
It's not even a trillion. That's like, what's that? 333 million cubic meters. Well, the, it's a fair for context. The US produces, I think, 36 trillion cubic feet per annum. Wow. So that guy's just trying to stir up nonsense. He's just wants, well, you know, I don't know what's going in his head. Maybe he's just not done his fucking research, but it's it's not insignificant amounts of gas, but Mm. it's five months supply for the UK. Is that, you know, maybe it's a factor in what's going on, but not a primary factor, I would suggest. It's probably, isn't it? It's a long way away. It's all on layaway. <laughs> what are you going to say? No, I don't, I don't want to talk about that shit over there. It's a big old bin fire, as I've said previously. Yeah. I uh, did a job around the corner for a chap called Yogi this week on the road that you turn off to come down my road. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was telling me about Diwali and stuff. It's Diwali. That's the fireworks. Yes, tonight. tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Festival of Light. Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali. And uh, what day did I go? Friday. So it was bin day. And um, fuck me. Like, Friday for me is No Agenda Day. No Agenda podcast gets released on Thursday evening. And it's three hours long. And so that's what I listen to on Friday morning. Yeah. But Yogi literally would not leave me alone. He was following me around. Putting me ladders, passing me tools, talking to me, which is fine. But I, sometimes I just want to be left alone. Yeah. To get on with my job and listen to my podcast. And uh, we were doing so, I pointed these ring lights, these Amazon ring lights up for him. His son had got him. Ring lights? Security lights with the cameras on. Oh, like yeah, she yeah. has next door. Oh, right, okay. That's in that white light she has next door on carriage. That's, that's always on when we walk up the drive. Is that a camera? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. All the things that yeah, have on the drive. I know, they're complete invasion of privacy, aren't they? That's why I don't like them. All the doorbells. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I'm fitting a couple of them. And uh, he goes, oh, shit. The bin wagon's just gone past. And he's not yeah. put his bin out. No. And so he, he trots to the end of his drive and goes, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And you should have heard the way this fucking council bod talked to him. What did he say? Seven o'clock. You've been supposed to be out at seven o'clock. Oh, sorry, but where is it? Where's she been? Just like talking to him like a piece of shit. Yeah, it's bad. I isn't couldn't it? believe it. We'll get bullet. If we put van ba- van back down now, we're gonna get bullet for that. Go and get it. Go and get it. Bring it to van. Oh, he's that angry that early in the morning. Imagine what he's like by tea time. No, I was like, fucking hell. And he said to me, because he used to work for the council, Yogi. Mm. He said, I, I worked council for 40 years, man. Mm. Don't talk to people like that. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it is, whether that that stretched or maybe they're just knobheads. I don't know. I don't know. Not very nice, though, is it? No, I don't, no need for this it. This is no community sense of community anymore is there mm. not in towns and cities i don't well give it time mate give it time what it just irradiates yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need yeah and gender social everything would be a lot nicer with your bins mm. well you wouldn't have bins well, that's how it used you would to rent be. a bin Remember when they used to come and get your bin from down your drive? 
Yeah, my mouse was in the back. We had a proper yeah. dust bin. Yeah. And they came into the back garden for it. A round thing. Yeah. yeah. People used to tip the bin men at Christmas. Mm. They would know their name. Mm-hmm. Like your postman. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all disapparating. We had a milkman that used to come round to the back back door with a leather satchel. Back door milkman. Collecting his money. Yeah. <laughs> from my mum. We have a milkman. Still. Yeah. yeah. I had a we briefly got a milkman and then got rid of him. Why? Because uh, I think it was costing too much. He's got a family to feed. Uh, no, it was like a, it was a huge corporation. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Fucking <laughs> milk <laughs> ink. It was like modern, I hate big milk. It was like modern milk big man or dairy. something. <laughs> so it wasn't. It wasn't the same. It wasn't like a man on a float. <laughs> Did he do orange juice? <laughs> yeah, but it was like again. It was, <laughs> it was shit. It yogurt. Was, it was big milk. So. <laughs> Full of full of phosphates and yeah. hormones and oh, antibiotics. <laughs> the other thing as well is like storing it. So you know we go through so much. So we buy like a, a you, you know bathe the, in it. Yeah, <laughs> ass milk. So we could, uh, I probably use <laughs> <a> specialist. <laughs> yes, yeah, like if I make Roman porridge time. in the morning, it's over six hundred mils. What? Yeah. How big's your cauldron that you make your <laughs> porridge in? It's not that much at the bottom of the pan. 600 mil? Yeah. Is it Quaker Oats? Is it Quaker it's Oats? The, cheap, the cheapest oats we can buy. Save from us, Aldi. Save us oats from Morrison. Oh, I'll tell, tell you what, I've got little bent over. I've got this new system going. But with the cards? Do you know what I got? Do you know what I got free yesterday? A Parkside drill? <laughs> no, no, useful things. We, um, she always asks for Greek yogurt. Greek style yogurt, you mean? Uh, no, Greek yogurt. You, get, you have to get the legit stuff, not the Greek style. No, I don't get the Greek style because I don't know what's in it. I love the real thing. <laughs> Thanks. Even though I don't eat it. I get the Greek yogurt for her. I had a, a voucher for a free Milbona item. Is it Milbona? Lidl's dairy line. <laughs> yeah. So that was free. Mm-hmm. I had a voucher for a free, is it called WD5? The cleaning, cleaning line. Cleaning Yes, you know what I got? What? Fucking dishwasher tablets, £3.50. Wow. For free. For free. A month's worth of dishwasher tablets. Mm-hmm. I got a free loaf from the fresh section. Nice. <laughs> a honey loaf. A honey loaf? A honey loaf, A yeah. honey loaf? That's like, I'm totally gaming them. And I just need all to spend... To, all you've had to spend is a thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> all I have to spend before next Saturday, next Saturday's shop, is, I think, uh, eight or 17 quid. Okay. I'm going to get a crate of beer. <laughs> uh, beer doesn't count. You, you don't get 10% off no. on alcohol. So you spend it in your first two weeks. Mm-hmm. You, you, bulk up, you bulk buy your beer. Right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Once I buy my crate of beer this week, mm-hmm. next week's shop is going to be 10% off everything except beer. Okay. So, like last month, I'm going to do two-week shop. Yeah, exactly. Get 10% off two weeks for the rest of the month. Mm. Go stock up on tin tomatoes. Why don't you do, it, why don't you do a year's worth of shopping? Because <laughs> I'll do it next month. It, really, it changes every month. Oh, fuck me. Maybe you could do, but you could just buy a load of tinned, just like dried... Pulses, <laughs> rice for the bunker. <laughs> yeah, 
There's no point buying more than two weeks unless you're prepping. I think I might start prepping. Might start yeah. burying cans of food around Preston. Buy the massive human-sized bags of rice. <laughs> <laughs> How long does rice keep for? Ever. <laughs> if you keep it dry, do you think it just keep forever? Keep for a long time, I think. You've only got to worry about Bacillus cereus. <laughs> Is that like the fungus thing that kills so you? That's a, well, it's, it's a like, bacteria. It's, it's like a spelliarmus. Yes, it is. Bacillus <laughs> You know, you watch those stories, don't you? I've seen those stories where they find a can from like the front line of World War One, and they open it and it's still fresh. <laughs> oh, that one's Clostridium botulinum. But it was fresh. Cans. <laughs> it wasn't fresh. It was old as shit. I like the reverse. I like where they find a Big Mac from seven years ago behind a couch. And it's, and it's not changed. Yeah. 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 I mean, what does that tell you? Remember the polystyrene boxes they used to be in? Have yeah. you seen that, that viral video of the guy outside of Takeaway? And he's got a kebab in one of those yellow styrofoam, box, styrofoam <laughs> boxes. He's eating it through the box. <laughs> Chomp, chomp, chomp. Oh, this, yeah. Next level. some carbs in that. <laughs> Sinuous smash. Pretty sure you did that in Leeds, didn't you? <laughs> oh, man. Unconfirmed sightings. Leeds Town Centre. I feel like we've not done any lunch, stories lunch, at lunch. all tonight, and it's 5 to 11. I just I thought I like this story. I mean, there's loads. I've got four there to do. Uh, Should we do the Tengran Toyota? This is pretty based. Base, what's space mean again? Is this the one you can get from Toyota's ten thousand dollar future pickup truck is basic transportation perfection? Oh, is it what's the Toyota the uh Hilux? Is it Hilux? It can't be ten grand. Look at that. You, I, I could see you in that delivering milk. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Take on big milk. Collecting bins that are out late. <laughs> mm. I love it. Look at the state of this. It's good. It's like a transformer. No screens, no radio. Heck, it doesn't even have a uh, tack hang on. Hang on, hang on. I can see a windscreen. No, I mean, it means no flat, no no sat-nav screen. Or... I mean, that's fine, uh, okay. isn't it? No that's display. fine. No screens, no radio. Heck, it doesn't even have a tachometer. The Toyota IMV Zero is like other modern cars in that it doesn't have many switches on the interior, but in this case, it's because there's almost nothing to turn on or off. <laughs> Based on the same platform as the Hilux, Toyota's global market pickup, the IMV Zero, starts as a blank template, a four-wheels, flatbed, two-door cab. If you want to add some amenities... Doesn't even have electric windows. It's got wind-up windows. That's fine. Yes, fine. Toyota will be glad to add them on, and it's likely that, like the Hilux, fancier models will be available depending on where it's sold. Let's take a moment to appreciate the bare necessities. I would actually quite like to buy one of these. That's quite good. <laughs> Ten huh? grand. Know, That's yeah. in dollars. So it's eight grand new. Guarantee that That's that crazy. won't be available in our country. No. The base model will have all kinds of yeah. safety features that you're not allowed not to have. Yeah, oh, you know, does it? Do cars have to have airbags and shit now? Airbags, uh, like um, ABS, probably maybe. sensors now and shit. Like, oh, I, oh, I don't know about that. There's basically, Why you know, that? I was reading Crumple something zones. about uh, the Dacia Sandero. Uh, yeah, and up until recently, that was ba- basically they they buy all of Renault's old technology, 
and up until recently, the, the Sandero was a 2002 Renault Clio platform. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. It's good so knowledge. I think it's been knocked. I don't know what it is now. I can't remember. But It know. looks bomb-proof, that fucking thing. What does it run on? Children. <laughs> Moon pies and penny whistles. Children's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone knows all you need to do to make that a proper Hilux is put uh, a machine gun turret on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, is that a fancier one? It's, like, no, it's got alloys. That's the more, surely that's a more basic one, is it not? No, no it's got alloys. And... Two-tone. I mean, that's a proper flatbed, whereas the other one was more like a pickup, mm. wasn't it? I think, I'm I sure it'll think, come in diesel I, and petrol. I think we have just found Amish... Matt's new family car is going to be buying in. It's only a two seat. Yeah, there's a flatbed. Oh, yeah, sorry, the flatbed. <laughs> who's going to mount the gun? Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll do a crew cab. Yeah, maybe. Crew cab flatbed. Mm. You have a bed in it. Five yeah. seats and a bed. Yeah, I'm liking it. I think this is the future. Simple cars that are easy to fix. Yeah. You hear a lot about modern cars. It's like all you, you plug the computer into it. Mm. And the computer says what's wrong, and oh, the more complicated it is, the more it, things are hard to go wrong. I wonder if that's got any uh, microchips in it that could be zapped by the CMEs. CMEs, yeah. The battery <laughs> don't like it, man. Uh, it looks like it's lead paint as well. So if, <laughs> if you just disconnected the battery in it, would it be fine, or would the battery explode still? <coughs> don't know. No, I don't think the battery would be bothered. Right, okay. Doesn't even have map pockets in the doors. Why would you need them? For your maps. Because you've got no sat-nav. Oh, if you're curious, the engine in the test vehicle was a two-litre... Inline four. Inline four in dual VVTi form is found in the current Hilux. So it's the same same engine mm, from the nice. Hilux, it seems. One thing is for absolute sure, even though it does look shit, it's <laughs> way better than that fucking Tesla thing. Oh, the oh, space wagon. Cybertruck. Cybertruck thing. How much is that going to be when it comes uh, out? Too much. Too much if it's 100 quid. What is the point of that? Is it supposed to be indestructible or something? No. Is it just because it looks cool to some just people? It's because it's Tesla and people wank over it, don't they? It's electric, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But, you know. It can't be the only electric truck. No, nah. I, th- I think there's a range of vehicles out there now, isn't there's there? There's probably an electric Hilux. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I wonder how much it is. A million pounds. I want to buy, the, I want to buy this um, pickup truck anyway. I think I'm being quite serious. I, I've always fancied a pickup truck. Yeah. Can we get one each? Yeah, we can like be pickup <laughs> truck buddies. A red one and a blue one. <laughs> yeah. What's that there? Oh, these are uh, children's pickup trucks. Oh, no. Will is, they have the price on their... Is Toyota making what? an electric Hilux? Is it? Oh, we're trying to find the electric one. Uh, yeah, it's built one. It's from October. It's a concept car. Brand is not committed to full-scale production. Hmm, I wonder why. Because Driving the electric Hilux. It's good and bad. <laughs> oh dear! Hydrogen fuel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Blamo, bomb Toyo- proof. Toyota bomb. are all about, and Honda and about uh, hydrogen fuel cells. Not all about them. 
but they they did them. There's one I remember watching one from oh, like 40, twenty years ago. Forty five grand is the estimated price in twenty twenty four. Tacoma EV, that's got a creek out of isn't it? That one, yeah. It doesn't four look doors. as good as the other one. And it's four and a half times the price. So is that car really going to be on sale? Is the it ten grand one? Is it actually on yeah. sale? I don't think I don't know if it's is it out now? I don't know. By the time it comes out, you'll be able to spend that thirty grand you saved on two tanks of petrol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm going to uh, get that. That's going to be my bug out vehicle. Your preppers machine. Mm-hmm. Get the... Uh, Fill it with beans. Yeah. So you need your, what, massive machine guns to go on the back. Rocket launcher. Yeah. Um, it's like drawing pins that shoot out the exhaust pipe. Yeah. Or micro machines. I saw someone on the motorway yesterday, and they had it was like a fucking Audi some shit. And he had like lights everywhere. But he had... A ring of red lights around the exhaust pipes. I thought that looks shit. That's it. That looks shit. That looks shit. Sounded all right. Is that is that pause screen just been up on the, the stream? No, no, I've just seen it on now. I thought we might do the uh, Samsung phone moon zoom quickly. <laughs> okay. I presume you, don't, you haven't seen this. I don't, I don't watch the internet. Now, this is scary. There is a dark theory about Samsung phones. You know how they always pride themselves on having a better phone than iPhone. They say that their cameras are the best. They say you can literally point your camera at the moon and the quality is better than the telescope. They do really advertise like being able to zoom into the moon. So I watched this video by Shane Dawson and watched this clip. You see how the guy's able to zoom into the moon. Yeah, pretty good, right? Like it looks really good, right? So Samsung actually just came came out saying how they actually fake moon pictures on Samsung phones and they used AI to do this. But a guy made a video showing how Samsung's able to do this. So like watch this clip, it's insane how he does this. He found a picture of a regular white circle and placed it on the other side of their house. They then zoomed in as much as they could to trick the phone into thinking it was a picture of the moon. The phone camera then replaced that white circle. Wow. It was just a white circle and then it turns into the yeah, isn't that crazy? Any white circle will turn into the moon, dude. That's a scam. <laughs> Who knows what other technologies out there that's like deceiving us this with AI? True. I have no idea. We tried it. I've seen this 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 Samsung thing zooming into the moon. It comes up all the time in different forms. Is it? Yeah. Didn't know it was true. Oh, you lying guys! Don't let your lying guys deceive you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I right. guess the phones yeah. aren't that good. The cameras aren't that good, I guess. No. Just make a phone that zooms well. You can actually see the real moon. Just make a phone that phones well. <laughs> Are you retarded? <laughs> right, should we wrap up? Yeah. Ah, another week. Oh, barn racing next week. A change to the normal schedule. Next week's a barn racing. Oh. Oh yeah! What? What? We had a, a clash, a clash of schedules with the guests. So clash of the titans. Mm. So we'll be uh, we'll be live streaming on Twitch next week for a barn raising. This incredible team. They are so good. <laughs> they are an incredible team. Sometimes good. <laughs> Sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! A real general doesn't toss balls. Yeah.
He's born with them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We're talking about buttered sausage. Okay. Too much AI. Yeah, that was AI. I'm sorry. I feel. I mean, mm. this this definitely isn't AI. Yeah, I was friends with somebody. With somebody who loves. Put it. We'll be right back next week, yeah? Yes, yeah. We'll be so. there. Do you care, though? We'll be there. We'll be, we'll be there we'll next week. We'll be there. Far Rising. See you on Twitch. We'll be there. Atifaki. See you soon. Anna El Etifaki. See you soon. Oh, literally a communist. Thanks to the callers. Who do we have? Ziggy? Jacob? That was it, yeah. Oh, thanks to everyone well, in the chat. It was better than none. Yeah, we'll give it another go next month. Yeah, I like it. I like the format. Yeah. Okay. And these guys, I mean, they're having fun now, but my goodness, they've also got a dark side. I think you're hitting hitting the point, Phil, that... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <sighs> Just enormous. I came out into the front yard and the dogs were across the boat. And as soon as they saw me, they came bounding over. <laughs> and it really bothers me. Uh, uh, because I, I believe I, I have an issue in this respect. Right, see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Oh my god, he's right his arms. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Do you know about the Amish? I love the Amish. I love the Amish, yes.